Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? Hey. Hi. Thanks it's, for waiting for me. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't waiting long. I was, uh, I smelled like, uh, you know, barbecue because I barbecued myself the most lovely dinner. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's been a very cold day today and I just wanted to keep that feeling alive. So I had a shower and just like slathered myself in oil prepping more oil infused lotion yes <laughs> i'm like here for this self-care no but i was like ah like my hair is gonna be fucked i don't know if you saw my hair today but it was real good it was so cute my bed I did. Head. no but like my bed head was even good i woke up this morning and i was like bitch you ready listen you don't have to tell me that you wake up ready because i've seen it well no but like i fell asleep in a dress like i was like i i <laughs> And it was like a t-shirt dress, granted. Like, oh, I understand what? that it wasn't like a, it wasn't like an actual the nine inch like, nails one. No, I don't have a nine inch nails dress. Could you imagine? No, the what is it called? The FOB, F FX, no, no FX, and no that's FX. That's not a dress. That's a shirt. Oh. I was just in a. I was just in a a t-shirt dress. <laughs> okay. Well, you look cute all day. Well, I know I was there for it. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm so cocky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this episode. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the pod. Oh yeah. Hey guys. Uh, this episode's about doing drugs and why it's good. <laughs> yeah, last week was the warning label. This is okay. the party label. But before we get too deep into this, can we just talk about how our feelings about the podcast so far? I want to keep you all updated about how we are emotionally with every yes. release. <laughs> yeah, this is the why we're doing these episodes in tangent with the past recorded episodes. Right. I think that's like, I mean, and quality wise, we want to be like, look. <laughs> we're not like that anymore, guys. We've Makai grown. was like, let me buy you guys microphones. I'm like, it gets better. <laughs> yeah, don't judge us off of the hot gossip episode one that's it <laughs> the, the, it was like there was more vibration than voice <laughs> i like it i'm proud we of were it. we were having an in-person conversation and now we have <laughs> virtual conversation and now we never see each other and i miss you i miss you too <laughs> we're gonna go to oh but that's like something i'm excited about we're gonna go deliver to jordan's house tomorrow a microphone oh yeah he well, doesn't we're even gonna know that no, he's gonna find out on saturday <laughs> after he has the microphone <laughs> in two days <laughs> But tomorrow, because we're going to start having guests, guys, and we're so excited. We Can you believe? Our first one. Oh, my God. Season one is coming to a close with this. Yeah, this is, this is our last this, yeah, trilogy. Today. Yeah. yeah, today. What is, tell the listeners, Bobby, what does it look like from here? <laughs> well, okay, so in, in uh, what, I, this is something I actually love about Mormonism. Um, Sunday Night Fireside, which is oh, just, yeah. uh, it starts at like nine, eight or nine, right? Yeah, or and seven. And it's like a, uh, I feel like it started later than that. Maybe it was just on the other, like the, cause the, what we are, we talked about this radio station before. KSVC. Uh, KSVC. So they played, or maybe it was the Eagle. They put on Sunday Night Fireside at nine. Oh. That's possible. Oh, oh, oh. Cause I the see. Eagle was always bumping at my house. Well, if you were like active in your youth, they always had like, you could go to the stake center and have right. like a youth there, speaker or like a comedian or a musician come and. <laughs> 
pump you well, up. Well, there was there was like a steak one, but my mom. The, the reason why I love this memory is because my mom. Um, my mom has a beautiful kitchen. Um, maybe this is why I'm a good cook because I had a mm-hmm. great kitchen to learn in. But um, there's various light options. One of them's fluorescent. One of them's light bulbs. You know, and you know, there, then there's the overhead washing dishes light. So yeah. she turned the lights down low. And she'd turn on Sunday Night Fireside from, like, the corn, the, the, the radio version. Oh, my gosh. And I remember, like, I could, f- I struggled to fall asleep at Sunday nights because we had to go to bed early because of school. Because I've mm-hmm. always been, able- I've always struggled falling asleep early, except for lately, because I wake up way fucking early to make <laughs> mm-hmm. money. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm an adult now. Your um, circadian <laughs> rhythms are on point now. <laughs> uh, for a capitalistic society, I'm not so sure how I feel about that. Anyways, continuing on. I guess we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, her washing the dishes after we like made brown we, it, after like peaceful Sundays th- where we weren't fighting where we weren't screaming mm-hmm. where we weren't you know getting the shit kicked out of us she this is how she'd end it was with we'd, we'd cook like a dessert like brownies or cookies or something like that or a cake from scratch oh she had this lava cake that was amazing <laughs> um, sounds great and then she did that at like six o'clock and then by like nine o'clock we were all showered you know laundry was done we were all tucked in our beds and she would turn on sunday night fireside and do the dishes so you could hear the dishes that's such a good like (laughs) yeah it's like cozy yeah Yeah. it's cozy and even she's hard of hearing so even if you were in the basement she probably had like the dryer going with like and the Sunday night fireside, you know what I mean? So it was always just mm-hmm. like a very cozy memory to me. So Sunday night fireside, side yeah. tangent, hello. <laughs> this is why it's um, gonna be cool. Because yes. we're kind of like tradi- carrying on a good tradition. Yeah, like a fun tradition. So we're having guests every Sunday yeah. night. We're gonna release um we're gonna take a little break uh after just this a week. week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's crucial fest and other things and also also, you guys need to catch the fuck up. You guys need to up. catch up. I know yes. Ryan Corbett's caught up. Thank you, baby. But yes, <laughs> there's like a select few on my fingers that I'm like, thank you so much for like keeping up with the gossip because now I know what I can talk to you about. Otherwise, I'm like, what do you know about me? <laughs> you need to catch up. Kendra needs to catch up. Uh, <laughs> I'm caught up because I listened to the theme song like six times before I start it because I'm a, I'm a narcissist. Oh, it's fine. are you are you the reason the, uh, <laughs> the episode place. count is so up? <laughs> well, I thought about that. And I was like, I'm only doing a hundred at least, and that's we're still, we still have high numbers. We still have that's high right. Numbers. That's right. So fuck off. Like I was like, even if you subtract a hundred every week from that, it's still pretty good. Right. My ten episodes, my ten downloads is not affecting this. Oh no, data no. no, no. no. <laughs> And then I, I haven't been doing it recently because I was like, I'm going to pull this up on the email to not fuck with the numbers because for some reason I care for the first time in my life. You assholes. Thank you. <laughs> Bobby's growing. I'm growing, guys. I care. <laughs> but anyways, we're having guests. We had our first guest um, last week and it was great. Yeah. I'm really You're gonna, You guys are going to be blown away by like, because we're not just talking about the stuff that we've been talking about. This is like why we're closing this chapter is because this is our past. Mm -hmm. This is what we needed to get out, but we're ready and excited to talk about other things that we like. Right. And like also, you know, like there's going to, but there's also going to be that old school stuff too. Like, cause we're like, we're having a lot of like, you know, Brooks from my ward, you know? Yeah. (laughs) We're having a lot of people from our past here. Ex Mormons. The gospel be there, JD. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if he's listening anymore. That's why I'm like, 
Hmm. Oh, he is. is. He's, he's still watching my stories. That's how I know I he's see. listening. I see. Uh, <laughs> hey, girl, I see you. Because we'll get different <laughs> perspectives and have really good. We've already had really good conversations. Right, with people, right. So. And and we're bringing like Mormons on, non-Mormons, uh, ex-Mormons. We're bringing religious people, not religious people. Mm-hmm. Like people that like, it, like it's going to have nothing to do with religion in some episodes. That's what, that's what we're trying to say. Yeah. Is like it's Utah Mormon adjacent, but it's nothing about like. <laughs> yeah. like you're going to be fine. Two Utah Mormons are still running this show, but like. <laughs> <laughs> and also, can I just say, just for my own anxiety, I'm never going to feel secure about the music episodes, which will be released with this episode mm-hmm. uh, until we have like 10 under our belt because I'm yeah. so like, I haven't felt anxiety about anything. When we I- said that the music episodes were going to be big, like I don't want the world to know or think that my only taste is it's Backstreet, the Backstreet Boys, Boys and Britney Spears. <laughs> it is integral to my nucleus of a person, but right. it's not the whole We did whole the thing. high school version of us. <laughs> we did 15 songs. But I also, I mean, I might have a nervous breakdown and just release a bunch of playlists and you guys can just do with Listen, it what you will. Bobby, <laughs> you got to dangle it in front of them. It's it's the little enticer. I know, you have but to like, be like, wait for the music episodes. This is the Alvi dilemma though, right? Where it's like, I know everything, let yeah. me tell you. The I Alvi don't know everything. The Bobby Alvi dilemma is. No, it's an Alvi dilemma. Don't fuck you off. Just, <laughs> you just want people to know that you know your shit. No, I just, okay, we talked about this the other day, and I was like, we were talking about on the on the music episode, we talk about the Sunbeam song, and I didn't mention Jesus Don't Want Me for a Sunbeam <laughs> by Nirvana, <laughs> and that was pivotal when I was a Sunbeam, because that album was out when I was a Sunbeam, and what? my brother was, yeah, Kurt Cobain died when I, when, when did he die, 94, so what, we were six, yeah. Oh, and I was right. I was heavily involved with Nirvana since I was like three, right? Because oh my of my God. older siblings <laughs> and my neighbors who were older than us too, but hung out with us. Yeah, loved Nirvana. They showed us Nirvana. See, and so it's like the fact that I didn't mention Jesus Don't Want Me for a Sunbeam, which they did in Unpl- Unplugged in New York, which is one of the best albums ever written. Perfect mm-hmm. Sunday, Rainy Day Weather album, <laughs> and the fact that I didn't mention, I'm like, who are you? You like, guys, I'm I promise every quarter, every season, we're gonna have a music episode so Bobby can get all of this out. Anyways, what I'm saying is I'm insecure <laughs> about the music episodes for at least ten seasons. You're welcome. <laughs> I think I think during the holidays, like every holiday, or if I'm feeling, you know, groovy, we'll probably I'll just be like, by the way. Oh, we're doing holiday episodes. Like oh, fucking yeah. Halloween, that's happening. Well, the fact that Brayden was already like, could you imagine our word parties? And I'm like, bitch, I will come. <laughs> also, we have kind of a ward happening, so we could throw quote ward parties. I don't think we can this year because, you know, the Delta. No. I'm not saying that. <laughs> No, I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to throw, like, a, a four-person ward party this year, but, like... <laughs> you think there's only four people that are coming to the no. Is This The Place podcast? No, no absolutely not. Live fireside just because I've Just because I've been a promoter since I was in sixth grade, thanks, brothers, Zach. You know what I mean? Like, I've been throwing out... I've been handing out flyers being like, you should come to this. <laughs> what happens when two admans just get together and yell about shit? That's us. That's so funny. I'm Don Draper. <laughs> I'm not Don Draper, but I'm probably Pete Campbell. I'm balding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I am, but I'm not either of those because I'm not very good at it. But what do you mean you're getting a mar- you're getting a marketing degree? Like I don't just ugh, ugh. I'm just not morally say say two nice things about it. yourself. I'm not morally you're moral. people at their knees. 
Okay. That's good. That's called being foiled. Okay. Foiling someone. Okay. Great. Yeah, Love I'm it. Not f- I'm not a foiler. Okay. But I also I am bought really some good at algebra, today. which means <laughs> I am a foiler. First, outside, inside, last. So I didn't get that. So <laughs> I'm a math person. Surprise. I'm, a, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, I can do it in my head math, but you're speaking algebra and I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Tell, give me pre-algebra or give me death. <laughs> I put on Facebook yesterday, if it's not monsoon season, I don't want it. <laughs> right. Like if it's not setting off the terrorist alarm at the mall, I don't want to know. real. Also, like, didn't you feel like yesterday the rain just gave you so much life? Because we've been going through depression. I feel like. Oh, heavy. And like, I feel so good today. And like, I had to run errands and everything was taking so long and I didn't get worked up. Like I got worked yeah. up like, for maybe yes. three minutes out of like six hours. Yes. And I think that's like huge. And I you had know what I think for like 24 hours. <laughs> I think it thing. took so much fucking rain to cleanse our spirits that oh, that's her. why so much fucking rain came because we were in a mood oh my god i was just like (laughs) but like i was in a mood at work yesterday while it was raining so well it wasn't as close to you because you were inside you weren't near a window pane yeah i was i was my whole wall's made out of windows it's a nice fucking place should i visit you at your place of business if you want to if you want to see me in a John Travolta in a Saturday Night Lifestyle uniform, sure. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I'll invite Andrew Garfield to come hang out with me. He'll probably there. just be there because we're buddies now. And apparently yeah. he's dating the guy from room service. We talk about it all the time. What? No, they're not. Okay, because that is, that is too much tea. I have to edit that out, I think. No, no, no. It's not too much tea. No, no, no. Because this is he's not dating. They're not dating. But okay. like he's a gay boy and I, I don't know his name. But I go, hey, girl. How's Andy doing? He's like, oh, girl, he's okay. But, like, we have this, like, whole <laughs> bullshit scenario <laughs> going okay. on. Okay. It's, it's imaginary. Just a, it's just it's just a way to pass the time and, like, interact with each other. Because, obviously, neither one of us know each other's names. Right. It's just clear, you know? Right. Anyway. You want to know why we are so talkative? Drugs. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, licking uh, a Warhead Sour thing right now. <laughs> And taking happened, it in and out of my mouth. What happened to your crybabies? That's what I'm talking about. Oh. <clears throat> I took oh, a cry whole. crybabies, not warheads. You're right. Uh, you took yeah. a whole edible. I took a whole edible. And then Lisa Arcee, guys. Lisa Arcee, if you can believe it, who I live with, by the way. Uh, Don't know if took, you know. <laughs> we took several shots before those two. So. Also, this is why we're so fucking talkative. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is episode is about why drugs are good. Yes. I think we already mentioned that. And then we, we got were a like side tangent. We listen, were we were on our way. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do drugs, but here's here's some facts. Here's why you should do them. Here's my problem with the Dare program. <laughs> Just to recap, the the reason why this is a struggle is because <laughs> they classify everything as the same thing. Weed and heroin are not the same thing. Weed mm-hmm. and meth are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really want to speak out of school about Coke because I'm not into it at all. And people can get addicted. So like tread lightly with cocaine, (laughs) but like these things are not the same. So when you're raised a certain way where you're like, Mm -hmm. everything is exactly the same. When you try weed, you're like, Oh, that wasn't bad. Cause weed isn't bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's like way less worse than alcohol. You're like, Oh, well then everything must be okay. Yeah. So that's why dare is, some, some a little bit wrong. A little bit bad, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but Should we just go through the drugs? One, drug two, drug three. <laughs> well, okay. I think we should talk about. I mean, what what do you want to do? You because you're. Oh you're wait, we're on the we're on the outline, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But we okay. didn't switch it around. You asked to switch it around, and we didn't. <laughs> <clears throat> well, and I'm gonna cough. So let's switch it around real quick. Okay. And then start the show. Start from where we're gonna start. Like just edit this part out while we're good with where we're at. Already. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, what do you want to do? I just the only thing I want to talk about is how I will approach drugs with my kid towards the end because I don't know that at this point and I want the whole episode to think about it. Okay, so everything else is good. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, what was your first um, good experience with drugs? Do you want me to tell me mine? I'll tell you mine first if you want. Yeah. Can and also can you give me since the weed uh, the definition <laughs> of drugs? Like which ones? I feel like this is going to be a very street drug episode, but okay, we also so like illegal drugs but also that isn't fair because we're going to talk about ketamine and yeah medicine and also like i want to talk about my depression pills and xanax and adderall you know what i mean okay (laughs) so um let's see what the legal drugs illegal (laughs) drugs okay okay so for me um i knew that people were smoking weed in high school like i just knew that like no one kept it a secret for me and i was in the music scene so it's like duh right (laughs) (laughs) and i thought it was kind of dumb just because I knew the cycle of brain development. Maybe it's because I'd been in therapy and was reading a lot. I don't know. (laughs) But I knew Mm -hmm. that like we weren't developed until we were older. So I was like, why fuck with your brain? Right. Um, But I knew that at some point in my life, I was going to become a stoner. Like I always knew that I knew that at some point I was going to (laughs) drink. Um, But I've said this before. I was one of those punks who was like, I'm going to follow the law to the letter Mm-hmm. Just to show you how it can be done, and then you can all the co- all the fucking pigs can go fuck themselves because I know more <laughs> than them. All the judges can go fuck themselves because I know more than they know. <laughs> um, which, by the way, has got me out of a lot of shit. <laughs> it's true. She knows all the hacks. <laughs> um, I tried to get high several times when I was like late, tw- like the late. I was like it was like December of me being twenty. December, January, February. I turned twenty-one in May. So I was pretty much, that's when I started drinking and I s- smoked a couple joints, but I didn't know how to smoke. So I didn't ever get high. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but so I was like open to it. Right. And then I went and saw one of my girlfriends in Arizona and she had a bong and like, it's Ooh. almost, it's nearly impossible to not get high off a bong. Right. I inhaled so much that I threw up <laughs> into her sink. I remember that. I was like, thank God you got a fucking, uh, garbage disposal. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> Oh my god! And I got fucking high, and my anxiety went away. Wow! And that negative, the ADHD constant firing of negative thought stopped. And I was like, I want to listen to "The Pills Won't Help You Now" by the Chemical Brothers. Mm-hmm. I want to eat a hot dog because her boyfriend was Jewish, so she had some Hebrew Nationals in the fridge, and I'm like, I want one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And then we watched the Boondocks, which is this adult swim cartoon which is fucking hilarious and she's like this very posh girl um she so it didn't fit the mold (laughs) no no i call her um my favorite african-american because she's egyptian um (laughs) this was back in the day uh so she had like a very like expensive fluffy fur rug and i was just laying on it <laughs> on like my and I was like sitting on my elbows, like laying on it and just watching the boondocks and just like rubbing this carpet and just like enjoying myself. 
and I felt safe and I felt warm and I was like this isn't what the dare man said. No. <laughs> <laughs> and like her and her, her, her now husband were laughing their asses off. They're like, Oh my God. Because when she, she's 10 years older than us. And, um, when she was in high school, her parents who were immigrants mm-hmm. sent her to rehab for weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, what's funny too, is thankfully like my mom overshared with my dad and my dad in his letters from rehab was like, I'm getting the best weed here. Like weed's not a bad thing. Okay. And I was reading that at a young age. And then she also told me when I was like night 18, 19, cause that's when I knew her. Like this is when mm-hmm. I first met her. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, I went to rehab for weed and then I got the best weed at rehab. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everybody go to rehab if you want. To <laughs> you want weed. So like, um, I was kind of, and then I was in the music scene, so I was kind of like, okay, weed can't be as bad as they're saying. Like, it just can't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was with her, and I knew that she was, like, older and safer and wiser, and she was just honest with me about things, and we'd known each other for, like, six years, and we were really close at the time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I just had such like a fun chill moment where it was fun mm-hmm. to be in my brain instead of excruciating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I didn't hate my body or myself mm-hmm. and I was it was like I heard okay if you haven't heard the pills won't help you now by the chemical brothers check it on out <laughs> um, but I listened to it sober for the first time and it's a badass song but like when you're high and you're listening to music or watching a movie again it's like the first time yeah so yeah. I remember just um loving that because I loved that song so much and like it felt like I was hearing it for the first time again and I was like yes <laughs> so that was I love my that. first favorite time with illegal oh substances God. you tell me so yours. great well y'all know that my first drink was at 27 or whatever Buka the Bapa! <laughs> <laughs> thanks Buka thanks Bobby um but thanks, Buka the Bapa for offering so many free drinks in my career <laughs> I literally thought I was never going to do drugs because, like you said, you thought that you would eventually do drugs. I was like, no, never, not for me. This is the only path to stability. I'm going to I'm gonna pound out this path is to the end. So no drugs or alcohol for me, but... And you had that added incentive because your only source of, like, your mom, your parents, yes. your only parental source was... Drug abuse, yeah. 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 So, um... That proposition, Prop 2, came around where they wanted to legalize marijuana for Utah. And it was like a shock to the nation that Utah legalized marijuana before other states did. And that was, that was the first time I went uh, public with my weed use, by the way. Yeah. That's, you remember that? No. Uh, <laughs> but you did ask me, hey, you need anything? <laughs> I did ask you that. <laughs> I was like, what will edibles do? And you're like, fuck you up. Don't do that. <laughs> And you're like, I love them now. I was, but you buy them from a source, thing. not from like a 33-year-old. That's who's true. Making them in his fucking That's kitchen. fucking true. You're right. You have a different frame of reference than me. I'm thinking like, how do I legally obtain some candy? Um. Anyway, did I lose you? No, I'm here. I'm listening. Uh, okay. Y- you so, just listened to me, so I thought I'd do you the same service. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm also I getting high over here. I'm just like, I'm just like over here smoking quietly. Just okay. Like. <laughs> sounds great. Um, I voted for that proposition. I did Thank a lot you. of research on the like effects of 
marijuana and like how many people use it for how many different things and how like it would open the door to so many people getting treated that I was like, yeah, this is very important. I know I don't need it, but I know people do. So I'm going to vote for this. And then my friend was like, hey, you know how people need it for anxiety or depression or whatever? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's you. <laughs> she's like, look, bitch. <laughs> I was like, no, no, Smoke no. this. I don't need it. I have, I don't even know what the fuck I was using instead. But she brought me a little gift from were you, were you Wendy. Were using like not being fully dressed without a smile? Was that what you were using? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think I was just using not healthy coping mechanisms and then pushing away my problems. Right. Um. So she brought me a present from Wendy and um, it was little edible candies. I told you that we like went up to a snowbird and oh fuck are they gonna sue me for saying that no that's fine no, no. we went up the canyon Every, to by, just by uh, the way everyone does drugs and snow. <laughs> like yeah, like okay, i'm the I, only one <laughs> i know right i was like uh the my big conundrum as a park city employer was i'm like god everyone's on drugs <laughs> <laughs> and that's me <laughs> oh my god that's so funny um this person she told me only take a half like it's really gonna hit you too hard like only take a half spencer who did pot in high school i didn't know kids did, did pot, pot in high school you sound like so old i love it i'm lame. i i'm always ta- saying i i'm taking my weed like <laughs> I, like it's weed. a med <laughs> i'm taking a weed yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway yes i am 70 it's fucking fine um he he was like I'm an old pro and so he ate the whole thing and I was no. like you're gonna die <laughs> because dare <laughs> so well, right right he's like, like you imagine like a hospital visit <laughs> <laughs> no listen <laughs> no I know I'll be like oh I know <laughs> yeah no I was like goodbye Spencer but I took it was a half so nice knowing you I love you right <laughs> and then we went into the pool and I was like Spencer I'm a mermaid. Right. I love being high in the pool because you are a mermaid. That's what you are. You're a fucking mermaid. Oh, my God. I am beautiful in this swimsuit. Like you said, like, how do I spend my... Yeah, how do I spend my whole life feeling so goddamn depressed (laughs) and hating myself and swimming in my mind of like chaotic thoughts mm-hmm. and now you're, you're like t- sunshine lollipops and rainbows <laughs> everything is wonderful yes but like you're like oh my god look at this beautiful body that i have it's serving me so well yeah, thank like, you goddess so much for, for myself thank you yeah yes and then you're like and sex feels good thank you <laughs> and then you're like and I'm a mermaid. God damn. Like, it was so. We ate Doritos. That was like. I, I, um, Spencer didn't know that I brought the weed to this little retreat. But I did buy all the t- stuff I thought I might want when I was high. And boy, did I ever want all of those things. <laughs> You're like, a boy, was I right. I was so on point with those. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway. Thank you, weed. That's the, also the time I saw a ghost. Oh, yeah. And then the next day is Beer Fest at Snowbird. And uh, which you'll have, so yes. we have a massage. We're dehydrated. 
we go to beer fest it's you in the summer can't be dehydrated after a massage dude that's so bad for your muscles it's in the summer we're drinking and like spencer <laughs> i'm ignoring you <laughs> spencer feels like he is having a f- heart attack so I was muscles like, muscles are seizing. That's why. That's what's happening. Exactly. Yes. And I was like, no, you're fine. It's just like, it's probably just like a pinch nerve from the massage. Like you had the Russian dude. He was pretty rough on you. So we go to a movie because we're having this whole date night week or whatever. And, and this is all in Park City. In the middle. No, this was back down in Salt Lake okay. Valley. In the middle of the movie, Spencer goes to the bathroom, comes back and is like, I think I'm legit having a heart attack. So we go to the hospital <laughs> and we're like, fucking, we were, they were right. Like when I was a little Wait, kid. he was having a heart attack? When I was a little oh, kid. Oh no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I had a, a tape cassette from SoCal. So anybody listening, I would love to know if anybody knows this song, but it's don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. No, if we had you want to make your dreams come true, don't do drugs. Wait, don't even try. Here's the reason why. If you want to make your dreams come true, don't do drugs. And so I sing that song a lot to Spence. And since we did the drugs and went to the hospital, we were like, we fucking should have never done drugs. Don't even try. It's like, so he's, <laughs> he tested negative for the heart attack, but we thought we were going to have to come clean about our. Yeah, because you guys are all paranoid and on drugs yes. and on alcohols. <laughs> We're the worst. You know what we had. You know what we had here. All you gotta say is no. <laughs> all you gotta say is no. All you gotta say is no. All you gotta say is no. <laughs> say a cool no. No, gotta go. There's a whole. There's a whole list of ways. No it's way. Like, it's like fifty ways to leave your lover. <laughs> oh my god! But it's way just to say no to weed. <laughs> Say no to drugs because all drugs are the same. That's right. But the but point the is here. But the point is here is that like yeah, you can have anxiety attack mode if you do the weed and you don't like <laughs> appreciate the weed. <laughs> also, my sister's gonna kill me for telling this story. I'm not gonna say it. Kate, just whatever. I'll just edit uh, out my sister. <laughs> oh, just leave it. She don't care. <laughs> One time we were all hammered and I got her high and uh, she got the spins. The spins are fucking real, man. And the spins make you feel like you're dying. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're going to fucking smoke weed and drink at the same time, you got to smoke weed first, during and after. Like you can't fuck around. <laughs> so like, you guys were fucking around and finding out like, but she got like so stoned and I was like, she got like the spins so bad. And I was like, take your wife to bed <laughs> she's the oldest and she will be embarrassed in the party. but i thought it was like the funniest shit ever and jake it was just me her and jake and then like their spouses like all the kids were up in bed and stuff and jake and i thought it was hilarious because hello we've been there mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're mm-hmm. like all we're all the matter right <laughs> but uh she uh it's funny too because she did the say like okay so before Garrett was, you know, a cop, an officer of the law. <laughs> <laughs> a registered lawkeeper. Before the county gave him a gun. Uh, <laughs> I love how you restarted this joke a couple of times for the right punchline here. I think they're all great. Uh, 
the, he was just a typical metalhead, you know, right? So him and Ob went out and got high once, and he got the spins, I think. And she goes, I'm just going to call your mom and have her come get you just to fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, dick move. Hilarious, but dick move, Bob. <laughs> I'm on your yeah. side on this one, Gare. <laughs> every, time I, every time I take weed, I am constantly like, everybody around me is taking notes with how often I use marijuana to cope with the bullshit life I have and they're gonna anymore. call CPS on me and I'm gonna oh, have because of this podcast or because of like just like in general. life they're like everybody is out to get me to take away my kid because I will be locked up because I'm half brown for marijuana <laughs> you don't look half brown and Lisa told me today she goes I'm whiter than you so fuck off <laughs> is she's like i always have it so fuck off and i because i was talking about i'm like you got that brown mouth because like she's she freaking made some fried raviolis and the panko was spicy to me which was so embarrassing oh yeah but it stayed with me for like an hour and then she was like i'm like you had to put fucking something in that and she's like bobby she's like no you're just she's like you're just a pussy and i was like (laughs) well you got that fucking brown mouth and i'm jealous like i'm like i'm jealous my aunt would like this is hot pizza at little caesar's like she thinks that that's a fucking spicy yeah i mean and i'm like again embarrassed because i'm like why is this ravioli that i just had a bite of just burning my will to live out of my mouth hole and like I even like she's like this I'm like what did you put on this she's like seriously this is it she's like it's cheese ravioli <laughs> she's like and these panko crumbs and I was like reading it I'm like there's gotta be something spicy here couldn't find a thing that's so but it funny burned my mouth for a while anyways but she's like I'm wider than you should shut the fuck up <laughs> I was like okay whoa hostile vodka <laughs> I'm just saying that a lot of shit goes on in my head about paranoia that like is very unreasonable because <laughs> my friends would not do that to me. Well, I also, speaking of Garrett, because he and I were talking about the weed laws now, because he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, now that the second, the props two is passed, he's like, it's just a ticket. He's like, if they find weed on you, they'll confiscate it, give you a ticket, and you're like, good to go. He's like, you don't even have to like, <laughs> go on probation or anything, which really when I got rolled for it. I had to go on fuck, and it was awful. Yeah. And I just stopped smoking and I tried to kill myself. It was a whole thing. That's a big problem. <laughs> That's because a big problem. To point to drugs as medicine. Yes. Because like if people are having to take away their legit life saving coping mechanism, that's a problem. I think at the time when I first started smoking weed, I didn't realize how bad my anxiety was. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just depression. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think in my head, I was like, I can only have one thing, right? Like I obviously have a speech impediment. I got you everyone for staying. (laughs) I have to fit in my one box of the one thing that I have. Well, and I just, I don't know. I just felt like, again, we're in this era with our, uh, our parents are at the very beginning of it. And we're in the early stages of, you know, medical, sh- like a mental health shit. Like that's just, that shit is what it is. You know what I yes. mean? Yeah. So I remember back in the day thinking, okay, I have just depression. If I treat this, which <clears throat> I'm on depression pills right now, I had to get back on them mm-hmm. and they're good for depression <laughs> but those bouts of anxiety mm-hmm. they're not doing shit for you know what i mean and yeah. i think pa- i think paxil actually at the time i wasn't on paxil i was on like prozac or something which mm-hmm. is just depression paxil treats more 
depression, anxiety, and OCD. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which I have all three, um, unfortunately. <laughs> it's so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cleaned my room today, by the way. Um, Ooh, <laughs> we I love know. a hyper-focus moment. <laughs> the p- pills are working. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was like, okay, so I still am sad. I still have suicidal yeah. ideation. I still have these insane, intense moments of anxiety that I can't curb. And I don't have a sex drive on top of that. Why am I on depression pills? Like, who fucking cares? So I remember uh, my our friend from Richfield who lived up here. Her name's Ty. <laughs> Wait. Uh, Tyler. Tyler Borg. Oh, Maybe. that she one. She doesn't care. Anyways, back in the day, this is way past the statute of limitations. Uh, Deftones <laughs> had just released an album. I lived up here in Salt Lake. I was like 22, 23. Um, Deftones had just released a new album and she was with her guy and they lived in West Valley and we hung out every once in a while. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and um, I mean, I've told the story before and I said, hey, you know, I have Deftones, you have the weed. Let's do the damn thing. So she invited some more friends over. We had like a listening party and we just sat in a circle and smoked weed <laughs> and so listened cool. to the new Deftones album. I missed my exit like six times driving home. <laughs> but oh my God. It was the first time that I'd felt like peace. And I was going, before I moved to Salt Lake, I was going to therapy. I was, you know, I was trying all these different depression pills mm-hmm. and things were working, but like also not having a sex drive when you're 23 is hard, you know? Fucking preach, man. Yeah. Because preach. like you already feel like there's already so many sexual issues anyways, being raised a female in the Mormon religion. Yes. And then to add side effects of depression pills on top of that, where you're like, yep. like it just, or just it, depression. Right. And then you go like, it just puts a bigger gap in between sexual experience yep. and your age. And it turns you into this fucking weirdo. I felt like a weirdo for the longest time. Yeah. I still sometimes do. So. I don't think people should. I mean, I tell Spencer all the time, you should not feel self-conscious that i sometimes like to get high to have sex with you like yeah no i mean it's just, it just i'm not I- yeah i'm not drugging myself i'm just ready for a hell of a good time instead of just a regular good time well to be fair i think i mentioned this on the last episode i do have sexual issues and i think it has to do with you know like weird sexual experiences i had with inappropriate sexual experiences mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just being raised the way we were <laughs> modesty yeah. culture I did dress in front of someone the other day, so wow. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I was like, get me the hell out of this building. I don't care. I have to dress in front of all the dressing rooms were occupied. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> get me out of here. Um, but, but I totally get that because, yeah, that's what our no, whole like life I, is. I had to, I've, I've had to drink before. I, ha- I usually have to be um, – I'm trying to get past it, but in the past – I say that my past four partners, I've had to be pretty close to obliterated to have sexual contact with wow. them. Yeah. So, which I don't like. I would like to be able to afford therapy to work through it. Yeah. Um, and I've had partners take that personally. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's not you, man. Like, <laughs> because I've told you, I told you the story about when, you know, Phil and I were hooking up regularly and we lived uh-huh. three blocks away and we were both up at like seven in the morning for some, whatever reason. And I was like, ooh, I want to come over, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I talk a big game on the texter. Right. Right. Um, and he was like, all right, come over. And I took a couple, like, I took, like, three or four shots before I went over. And, like, when we were making out, he's like, do you have vodka? Have you had vodka already? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he was like, 
he felt like it was him. And I was just mm-hmm. like, it's not. It's Mm-mm. not. It's not. And it's like, in a way, I'm thankful for alcohol for like being able to get me through these moments because Phil was huge for me sexually mm-hmm. because he thought I was hot. And yeah. He kind of accept my, accepted my moods. Like, he would, like, fight me and call me a brat, which I feel like <laughs> I needed. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, I'm glad the alcohol was there because I would have never got there without that. You know what I right. mean? Right. But it's also, uh, like, I, I've also used it as a huge crutch, which I don't like. For sure. I had to, like, have all kinds of sexual experiences while holding abuse trauma and that negative confidence thing that's bullshit because of modesty culture and also the heroin chic mode that we grew up in. Right, right. And then... Where it's like, I hate my... You, you obviously hate my body, so I should too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I also, like, when I was young, my uncle and aunt divorced um, because of cheating. And I research so many things of like all of those cosmopolitan or young young magazine or whatever i remember i remember looking at cosmo sucking on a lollipop and listening to metallica's black album yeah when i was a nanny at 23 and and i remember being like thinking like this feels so immature (laughs) you know but like i need to get this info from somewhere you know what i mean yeah so i had this thing where i just researched all the time how not to lose your boyfriend to cheating and one of the right. tips was how to keep him interested. Yeah. Never say no. And so I go into this marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm secretly bisexual. I'm dealing with all of the other things I just mentioned. And I'm like, right. never going to say no. Yeah. So weed makes me love myself and enthusiastically is able for me to say, yeah, hell yeah, I want to do that. You know what I mean? That's fucking life changing. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean because like I am happy for all the times that I was like, fuck it, let's do it. But I also know that with the guy that I'm gonna end up with, I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily think I want to like get. I mean, is that bad to get as nasty? Like, or did you guys? I or is that or should I want to be? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm so wait. In- you mean like sexually? Well, I know there was things where I was just like, okay, I'm going to do it because I want this guy to like me. Right. And I don't ever want, I'm open to anything, but I don't ever want to do something because I want someone to like me, especially in my marriage, I guess. Absolutely. Right. But Spence likes me without weed. Oh, yeah. He likes you a lot. He (laughs) likes me uh, so much. It is a, a very good thing for us. I'm so sorry. I have to pee again. Hold, please. That's fine. I am so sorry. Not only have I been, I've had a few shots. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, Lisa, are you there? Yes, yes. For some reason, Lisa and I always, because she always online shops and has her groceries delivered mm-hmm. the same day that I go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked in today with groceries <laughs> and I opened the fridge and there's three gallons of milk. <laughs> and I have one in my hand. Oh my God. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, Lisa. She comes in. She's just dead. She's like, shut up. <laughs> and I was like, when did this? I'm like, how long have, has this milk been in here? She's like, she's like, Beyonce. <laughs> she's like, when did this milk come? And he's like, this morning. <laughs> I was like, you fucking hell. Oh my I'm gosh. like, we need to communicate. So I had like several glasses of milk. Because uh, uh, I, I didn't eat for like almost 30 hours before yeah. I ate today. So I had like several glasses of milk. 
Just so you know, get rid of some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also start the engines. <laughs> right. And then I had like a shit ton of water and um, we were drinking. So that thank you for being patient. And also I was, I want to be clear in saying that I wasn't saying that you were doing things you don't want to do with Spencer. I'm just saying I, yeah, the, they're the, our situations are not the same. So I just wanted to okay. clarify that. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I want to say that I am aware that I'm probably ruining this episode by how high I am. No, you're with not. With my paranoia. Yes, no, I am. You're not. You're doing great. <laughs> this is going to be fucking unusable and we're going to be pissed. Drugs are bad. Okay. No, we're, well, it gets going. Drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny because this morning when I was getting ready, because I, I just watched South Park in the morning because it makes me happy. And I also just want to make out with Trey Stone. I don't know what to say. <laughs> he looks like Garth Brooks. I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> you have that type, huh? Oh, my God. I have got a... <laughs> what they is got... it about Garth Brooks? He looks like every, like, 90s farm, down, farm town dad. You know what? Blame it all on my roots. Um... <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> that is what is called landing a joke, you guys. <laughs> If only you could see how I was just like rubbing my eye and be like, like I was like I was deep in thought, like, like all my roots. <laughs> I showed up in boots. Um, no, I think uh, Garth Brooks was my first music crush, but I also think that I have a. This is probably why I like Magadic is because they all have a juvenile quality to them. <laughs> But Trey definitely isn't MAGA, but he's got a definite juvenile quality to him. Obviously, you've seen South Park. So I'm like, mm, I'm into it. I like I like to not be like, I like to be a dork sometimes. That's yeah. a qualification. I love it. Not too serious all the time, please. Should we move on to other drugs? Because I feel like we could do a whole episode on weed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, LSD, uh... Some people take LSD all the time, and I don't like that. Okay. I don't even know what the hell it is. I have no idea. It's acid. Drop an acid. Oh. What? Yeah. So I would say that I was anti this for a very long time into my 20s. And then I kind of did, like, I've I've heard things, you know, like, you you talk, you talk to people, you talk to people that, Mm -hmm. like... (laughs) You trust their thought process and they're like, yeah, I did LSD. I did dropped acid once and it totally changed my point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the punk worlds, there is a sect who <laughs> I love how we talk about the punk world like a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> you did visit a cemetery today. <laughs> That's goth, man. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> but I felt like I looked more metal than anything, probably because I was wearing high top black, black on black chucks. And, uh, I don't know. Anyways, the point is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dick. Um, the point is there are uh, a group of punks that all the, they, they do drop acid every day, which is stupid. Oh. Because if you look at it from a scientific thing, you can't drop acid all the time. It takes... So what it does is it's like, it's in your spinal cord. Yeah. Um, And then like the bottom of your spine, it's like spaghetti. It's like the least dangerous part. That's why they do a spinal tap down there. And I've had a bad spinal tap. Oh, I just touched it. I felt gross. Um, (laughs) And it's raining. So it hurts even more. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) 
but uh it's trapped in there and then like it's like your brain stem and all this there's like a lot of like scientific shit involved in acid and lsd so like taking it every day is kind of a waste and it's kind of fucking with your brain Mm. i have never taken too much acid (laughs) i've never lost control with acid i think that's Uh inappropriate yes i took acid because i was deeply depressed I had, to, I had read articles. I had talked to people. Um, it is like shrooms being researched as an antidepressant. The real problem with drugs right now is that since all of them were outlawed at such an early time, we don't we have no data. You know what I yes. mean? <laughs> so yeah. like, we're not even going to get into the war on drugs in this episode. <laughs> we might. <laughs> I don't think so. It's 50 minutes. <laughs> Congratulations to the war on drugs for winning. <laughs> to drugs for winning the war on drugs. But um, I did it because I wanted to open my mind. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I mean, you can read studies from the 60s about LSD being a, a therapeutic tool. Yeah. Um, there's a whole episode about it on Mad Men. I bring this up. I bring Mad Men up every episode. Already. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a whole episode about it. But I took it. I allotted myself the eight hours. I, I did a lot of research. And I think the whole point of this episode, I think, too, is, yes, please experiment with drugs, but also do your research. <laughs> For Christ's sake. Um because I like talked to people who were dropping acid all the time. I, you know, I read up about it. I got myself like water and I was in a safe place and all this shit just in case the worst case scenario happened and it never mm-hmm. did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also only took like a hit and a half to three hits at a time. Don't ever take like 10 hits for Christ's sake. People do this all the time <laughs> and they trip balls and then sometimes they ruin them their whole entire brain. Like I can't even believe that people do this. I I'm think people just don't have, don't consider long-term consequences. Like, or there's I don't no like education, lo- right? Well, and I don't like losing control. Like, right. it's funny that I, when I drink, I black out. That means I just have no, like, <laughs> um, once I start, I can't stop. Once, once you pop the fun, don't stop with me with booze, which sucks. But um, actually, t- not today. I'm, I'm done. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I think people just, again, I think this might be a, a side effect of, the weed thing where it's like all drugs are the same mm-hmm. okay well i can smoke a whole eighth in a day and i'm fine i can take as many hits of acid as i want and then their brain dead you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that stays in your it stays in your um system forever yeah mm-hmm. i've um the only thing i've kind of heard is like sometime down the road if you like snap your back and you could pop back into an acid trip yeah you can um yeah like or if you like pinch in, like a pinch a nerve or something or like you yeah like yeah, if you have a back injury. That's scary. Um, <laughs> I think that's for like the heavy, heavy, Usage. heavy duty. Yeah. yeah. Because I've done it probably like seven times in my life. Um, I will say it totally opened me up artistically. Like you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And the different paintings. Yeah. If you want to look on my Instagram, uh, it's look down. It was like seven years ago. But look down. uh the i painted it the next day it's called uh life on mars <laughs> and like i love that painting that painting yeah. is amazing and you can tell from before that to after that 
that my whole perception of color and depth change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I was happy to do it. I definitely don't love that it's an eight hour ride, but I think it's worth doing at least once. Do it in a safe place, do research, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, if you start going into a bad trip, put your feet on the floor and a song that, you know, and just ride through it. Mm. Good advice. That was some actual advice, not question mark. Tell me some about some ketamine, girl. Ketamine has fucking changed my life, Bobby. Like, I have resisted this for so long because, like, no drugs for me, thanks. Like, right. leads as far as I'm going. Alcohol, whatever. I actually don't use alcohol as much anymore because weed is so much better for me the next day. But, um, anyway. Ketamine is something I resisted, but my therapy person therapist told me you have so many signs of complex ptsd right right. that you would benefit from this so this is what it is um it used to be a club drug or it was a popular club drug in the 80s right special yeah special k cat valium but now the fda has approved um ketamine for antidepressant so it's not illegal. Um, what it does is it kind of builds lost receptors for, or rebuilds lost receptors for happiness. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. All right. Um, let me just see. Helps build new connections, connections or synapses between neurons. Now, when people are under stress for a long time or depressed for a long time. They can start to lose those connections. When ketamine is administered, some of those effects seem to start to reverse. It is believed that ketamine may help regenerate neural neuronal connections. So can I tell you how I like when you talk to me about your ketamine trips, the way that I break it down is remember in like early uh, elementary school, those blocks that you could like break apart and put back together. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. That's how I imagine it where you're like defragmenting. Yeah. Your history and putting it back together in in an adult sense, like you're understanding it from like, you're like seeing like, it's like a a 360 camera. Like you're seeing the whole entire picture. Yes. That's that's how I imagine it. But like, yeah, well that's how like sense. Yeah. Yes. So it is a ride. It is a drug. I can't walk afterwards. You know what I mean? They're putting me onto near like anesthesia. Right. It's a horse tranquilizer. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, my brain is able to just take things apart and build it back in together in a way that makes me feel like I'm in today and not in my complex childhood, you know? It's great. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's like such a tool. Like, and this is, this is, this is how I usually am with drugs. Like I definitely use uh, half the drugs we're going to talk about as I've, d- I've done it recreationally. Weed, <laughs> shrooms. You know, I try not to, but like, I feel like we should respect the tools that were given to us. I mean, if God is real, if mother nature is real, like these are all derivative of something from nature, right? Yeah. Like what is ketamine? It's got to be from here, right? <laughs> it's something. Right. It's some I sort mean, of chemical. I don't know. I don't even know where it comes from. Should I look it up? Yeah, look it up real quick. Because like DMT is what you, it's what you release like when you die and when you dream and when you're born it's all natural but yeah. if you smoke it <laughs> like right. a fucking crack pipe which i don't like um it takes you 
on this fucking journey. I call it a journey through your DNA, which isn't even real. It's like through your energy system. Right. Because I feel like I traveled through my energy where I was like a Viking uh, soldier and then I was who was a man. And then I died in the ocean and then my energy got washed up in Mexico, like in South America. And I became like an Aztec warrior. And then I came up and I was that uh, (laughs) Marysville. Yes. Dynamite man. And now I'm me. And then I also saw my future self in Europe being like, come on, what are you waiting for? Yeah. It was this very interesting trip where when I was closing my eyes, I was traveling through a different dimension and when i opened my eyes <laughs> i was in my bedroom which was covered in my art and it looked like tim burton mm-hmm. like fucking you know but like when i when i was trying to get some acid from my friend he's like i don't have any but i have dmt try it out and i was like i don't know he's like do 30 minutes of research and then come over <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and i did and i was like all right cool i'll do it and it's only like you know it lasts anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minutes which i like better I don't like yeah. being. I don't like being out of it for that long. Yeah, because with ketamine, um, I do an infusion for two hours, and then I have to be driven there and driven home, and then I'm out for about four hours just sleeping for the rest of and like. And you usually have like a headache afterwards, right? No, I just feel very clear. Mm. You know, it's kind of it's a really big reset. Like, I love having like our podcast episodes right after because I feel so much more like connected to the universe, to my purpose, to other people that I actually care about without all of this depression and anxiety clouding the relationships that I have. Right. Absolutely. So ketamine is, uh, synthesized by the way they were researching for a new synthetic anesthetic to replace PCP. Okay, well, that's interesting because last episode I was talking about how scary PCP was. Yeah, exactly. Um, They actually discovered the antidepressant benefits of ketamine when trying it out for anesthesia because they noticed that soldiers that were in war zones didn't have the same level of PTSD as people who didn't use ketamine in anesthesia. Interesting that you mentioned them because our next uh, drug is shrooms. Hmm. And um, how is it connected? <laughs> because if you don't, the VA only prescribes Adderall to the vets with PTSD because this country's fucked. Mm. Um, and on the DL, soldiers are microdosing shrooms yes. to overcome their PTSD, and it's yes. working. Yes. Yes. So in favor of shrooms, Bobby. You know so much about it. Let her rip. <laughs> Um, I mean, we've talked about the vets microdosing them. Um, I have friends who have as well, just like not vets that are like, yeah, I mean, if I'm getting like super, can't take it anymore, depressed, I will do shrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's overall good reports. I, I did, um, I don't, I don't know what it is uh, for them, but for me, it was pretty much addressing what I don't like about myself. When you take shrooms, you're giving yourself, you're poisoning yourself. Hmm. Um, they're mushrooms, you know what I mean? Oh, they're, yeah. They're, they're natural. They're dried out natural mushrooms, but they're a psychedelic. Yeah. Um, and it's just like giving yourself food poisoning, and then it's giving, like, you're poisoning yourself, okay? Yeah. So, um Okay, so on the 4th of July, not last year, but the year before, I 
disrespected the shrooms. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like every time I've taken shrooms, I've had an amazing experience. The first time I took them, um, I did them with uh, Jeremy, my OG, uh, my original gay, mm-hmm. and Jake, my brother. <laughs> came mm-hmm. over and he was like what are you doing i'm like we just took shrooms he's like get on the back of my harley right now <sighs> and so he took me around and like it was cool and like i was kind of having some visuals but like and then we watched the lord of the rings and the cgi was so bad i was just like i'm getting out of here <laughs> and then i cried the whole drive home from salt lake to Penguich. and it wasn't like i'm so sad that i just cried for four hours it was like i'm so grateful that i was able to get that out yeah And I was addressing things that I didn't like about myself and it was so cleansing for you. Well, and it gives you a chance to decide if it's reasonable to not like yourself for those things Mm. or if it is reasonable and you should change. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's a really good, like, all right, what do you want to do here? Like here's it's holding up a mirror and telling you, Hey, what's up? But, um, I, on the 4th of July, not last 4th of July, but the one before I got super hammered. I, ate a bunch of spaghetti and then I took a bunch of shrooms and then I threw up and it was spaghetti and it looked like worms just like Ew. in the toilet. Oh no. Like moving because I was tripping. No. And then like <laughs> I laid on the couch and like I was with one of my friends and I was like, just go to the party without me. I can't go. And she's like, you look like fear and loathing in Las Vegas right now. She's like, exactly like, cause like I like my mascara was like running down my face and I was wearing like a, a, jean snap <laughs> button up <laughs> and like I looked like fear and loathing in Las Vegas and um, I laid there and I on the couch and I listened to the fireworks were terrifying me because I was tripping mm-hmm. and um, I put on Mad Men because it was soothing like I was like I need something familiar and cried watching that and then I just put my hand on like my fat and just hated every second of, of it and I was like, interesting, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, interesting. Um, but I just feel like I just that was just a repercussion of disrespecting because usually when I do shrooms, even if I just, I mean, one time I did it with my friend, my friend, and we sat on her bed, and like the first wave of the trip happened, and I thought it was over, and I was like, all right, I'm out of here. And I was driving home, and halfway home, I was like, oh, my God, I'm tripping again. If I get pulled over right now, it's I'm done. I'm fucking yeah. done. You know what I mean? And this is when I was, like, 24 or something like that. Yeah. And But when I got home, I laid in my bed, and it felt like I was in a cave. And I had pillows, like, all around me. And I sat and thought about everything that was bothering me. And I felt like I was able to find, like, a deep resolution to all those problems you know what i mean yeah and i'm not saying that like shrooms are the answer i'm saying they're definitely a tool to to help you in your own psyche of being like you know you're a smart person and (laughs) sometimes you just need you know someone to unlock a door or you know something something to like be like yo check maybe this is the way you know what i mean (laughs) so that's how what i feel like shrooms are that's pretty cool again i've never been the type of person who's like od'd on shrooms i always just only ever take like an eight the first time did I already tell the first time I took shrooms? Because that wasn't real. The first time I actually took shrooms. But, like, didn't trip. Because <laughs> the, mm. the first time I took shrooms and tripped, I was with Jeremy. The first time I took shrooms, didn't trip. I was in Baltimore. They gave me just a little bit. 
mm-hmm. because they were like, I was with a bunch of comics and we also smoked a joint. So I think that didn't help. Mm-hmm. I wasn't respecting the shrooms. And then we watched Tron in 3D. No and thanks. <laughs> everyone was like, this is so cool. And I was like, nothing's happening. And I was pissed. <gasps> so I didn't trip that time. But the first time I tripped, I was with Jeremy. I think shrooms is uh, the benefits that you're talking about is really cool benefits for somebody with PTSD for more time. Agreed. And like, if you're microdosing, you're you're not like tripping. No. You're just you might have like a. It's it's doing it a little at a time. Yeah, maybe having have, gradual awarenesses. Well, and you like ha- might have like a giggle spell because sure. sometimes when you're on streams, you just get giggly. But like, you're not taking enough for you're like, whoa, man, let's go to Burning Man. You're just right. like, okay, I'm gonna not try and kill myself today. <laughs> right. Or like, uh, I recognize this as maybe a toxic behavior. Let's figure out what that is about right right cool. right cool um dmt we already kind of went over <laughs> um i do love dmt i really feel like everyone should try it smoke it like crack i hate to say that but <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends said don't do dmt it'll make you won't like what you see mm. and that was very telling about him because i've never done dmt and felt bad so how about that? He told you who you were. He was. Yeah, he, he told me who he was. And then we had sex later. Um. <laughs> and then you remembered who he was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cocaine, I think I don't get just, it. I don't get it. I don't like it either. It's just such a stupid drug. I've never tried it, but from the media, I don't get it. Um, it usually makes me fall asleep, which really set, speaks volumes to my um, brain chemistry. <laughs> Level of ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> and when it doesn't, the high doesn't last very long. Um, like you go and like you're also like, usually when I have like a fun cocaine night, I've already just spent like a hundred bucks on, dr- on, not drugs, on drinking, like in a mm. bar. <laughs> and someone's like, let's get a, let's get a bag of coke. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, it's usually the holidays. But, like, and then you usually always end up getting more than one sack. And it's just, like, the next morning you're, like, why? Mm. Why? 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 But um, it's expensive. And I get the cocaine blues so heavy. Like, mm. one one night of fun is not worth three days of the memory of the darkest times you ever had in your life. <laughs> like, the first time I did cocaine, um, again, with Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> I need to know. Oh, this that one. Yeah. Um. I didn't understand that I was getting the cocaine blues. Um. Luckily, I was getting into Lana Del Rey, so she kind of taught me some things. <laughs> uh, but uh, but you can also take weed and listen to Lana Del Rey and get sad. It's no, 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 no. But I'm saying, like, the only reason why I even knew what the Cocaine Blues were was because she has a song called Cocaine Blues. It wasn't because I was listening to her. It's just because I was like, okay, what are the Cocaine oh, Blues? Oh, I see. the three days following doing cocaine at a party with my, like, a bunch of the gays in Salt Lake City, which was, it was, it was a great time. I had so much fun, even though I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was experiencing, like, I was past the darkest time of, the whole time of my life. I feel like the darkest time of my life definitely happened in my teenage years, not even when I was suicidal, I feel like it was definitely in my, like, because I feel like I have so many tools now mm-hmm. that no matter what, my teenagers were the worst just because mm-hmm. I felt like so unable, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, you are capable now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had 
I was experiencing those kind of feelings and I was like, what the fuck? And then I like Googled cocaine blues and I was like, okay, this is what this, at least I knew what was happening. <laughs> and then I've done, I, I mean, I do, I always forget that I hate cocaine and I do it like every year or so. And then I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't really love it. And I don't really like being around people who are on it. You can always tell like they're clenchy and like, the gays get super kind of like violent. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm not speaking for all the gays, um, the gays that I was doing with, which were like the divas of Salt Lake city. But like, I was just like, ah, this is a little too much for me. <laughs> and I just don't like uppers. Honestly, I yeah. just don't. And I don't like to spend the money. Like I'm just like, nah, but like, it is very I, expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. But I've, I mean, I've done plenty of free cocaine too. Like, it is. I love saying that, like, I've done coke in the metro bathroom with a bunch of drag queens before. Like, oh I God. love saying that. Like, I love saying that's a good story. But it's like, it's, I'm not trying to do that every day. Fuck no. Right. Fuck. Right. Fuck no. I'm not trying to do that every weekend. I'm not trying to do that once a month. Like, no. <laughs> like, all I know, I know about cocaine is all of the lines and all of the greatest songs. Like, I will totally sing cocaine. Miley Cyrus trying <laughs> to get a line in the bathroom. Uh all the time at the top of my lungs even though i have zero experience with drugs like no that. i mean like fleetwood mac should just say like cocaine should get a writing credit for every single one of their fucking songs and they're one of the best bands ever like i fucking makes love sense. fleetwood mac yeah. makes sense cuz yeah. like every time i'm high i'm like fucking fleetwood mac like <laughs> this is this hit did make you cry make yes, you break down <laughs> every time shatter the illusions of love <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, I also like doing cocaine uh, during winter time because if you get me drunk enough, me saying let's have a white Christmas over and over again, I just think it's so funny. So that's <laughs> also just tells you how annoying cocaine is. Don't do but it. But you hate it. Yes. Yeah, no. no, I know. But like, imagine me be like, let's have a white Christmas. Oh no. For like all, all for like six hours. You're like, but you're on cocaine, so you're okay with me saying that. Like, that's how annoying cocaine. Like people who are doing cocaine. Wow. Is. Okay, I got you now. <laughs> I need to take some um, more adult beverage. Okay. You know what that is? Water. Uh, water. <laughs> Water's the real adult beverage. Yeah, it really you, is. It's actually the it most responsible joints. drink. <laughs> um, I put duster on here just because I feel like that's such like a rural Utah thing. What's duster? Like, Is that Huffin? Huffin, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you guys don't huff duster <laughs> i've heard about so many people's moms finding their dead sons with a hose in their mouth don't do it well i mean if you haven't seen the fucking steve-o just doing them like that that was like terrifying to me but i'm not gonna lie to you i've done duster <laughs> oh my god bobby <laughs> i remember the first time uh it was uh i'm not gonna say who it was but we were in my grandpa's shop and he's like can Watch. you can you write it down? Yeah. And he was like, watch this. And he did it. And I was like, you're so stupid. And then, um, and then because I lived in like Penguich, I <laughs> was just oh. like, I was just like, we, we were bored and we don't have access to anything. So we like, I went through like a very short duster phase. And then like <laughs> every once in a while, if I see a thing of duster, I'll take a hit. Like I, I'm going to be real with you. Like oh my god, Bobby! <laughs> That's why you don't stop. have a call center job. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you need Duster to have that job. No, I haven't done Duster for a while, but um, I have done it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm just, again. This is I'm being honest with you. This is what this podcast is. We can't is. lie. Being honest. Yeah. We no can't. more facades, Bobby. 
tell us um, all the drugs. <laughs> but I've heard that it's comparable to smoking crack the way that it fills. Jesus. Uh, which is uh, cool, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I have no idea. Point is, I have done it several times in my youth, and you can literally fill it destroying brain cells. Like, that's just the point. Like, just don't fucking do it. It's stupid. Um, it makes me really horny, though, which I like. <laughs> but you can get that with weed. Here's why I think it makes me horny. Because my first love and I, we were we went we went through the duster phase together. Oh, same guy? Like, our group of friends. No, same guy, right? Um, no. I'm just teasing you. No. Oh, my God. You freak. <laughs> I was just going to ask, do you think I should take another one of these candies? No. Okay. I will put it back then. I'm going to put it back. I'm leg- I legit needed your advice. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think the reason why it makes me horny is because I was with this guy who was, like, my first love, my first kiss, my first, like, a lot of things. And um, Wait. Send me his name. You don't know him. Uh, <laughs> but like I think that's why it makes me horny it just brings back those old feelings but like don't do duster for Christ's sake it's so embarrassing that I've done it <laughs> don't do it let's talk about alcohol okay we did already a little bit we're on it a little bit I'm well past the alcohol phase I feel like I am too I just have a headache now oh you are I'm so yeah. sorry that I'm like this and you're not no, 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 no. I'm saying, like, of the day. Like, I feel like oh. my alcohol's passed through my system. Already. Oh, I the see. Because of the milk and stuff. Yeah. Because of the milk and the steak and the veggies <laughs> and the water. Alcohol is nice. Um, it's, I think, it's a quick little hit. I think it's, uh, as far as, like, again, I don't want to give alcohol credit for things, but, like, it definitely right. helped me with my sex life. It helped me get on stage as a comic it helped me lose my virginity (laughs) (laughs) but it's also one of the most addictive substances we're going to discuss here yes um and the fact that it's legal and just so accessible kind of freaks me out it also freaks me out that our upbringing kind of didn't give us like i talked about this last healthy boundaries with alcohol yeah and i'm embarrassed that i'm going through like the things that i should have been going through as a teenager even though i'm glad i didn't because i feel like it helped with my brain development now yeah (laughs) because it's like i'm too old we're grateful but "Ah." we're sorry but we're grateful but we're sorry (laughs) yeah i have a question what alcohol is legal right it should be illegal. Weed is illegal. It should be legal. I think what happens gonna... when it gets flip-flopped and suddenly drugs become legal? Like in Oregon, everything's legal. I think that's a good idea. What happens, though, to everything and everyone? I think... Do they get as addicted and free about their out their usage as they are with alcohol? I don't know. There are statistics out there that... Um... And I don't have them, <laughs> but like they're out there that uh, if you when when uh, it's legal t- when you when it becomes legal to drink the or like when it becomes legal to smoke you don't want to smoke as much like there is that added danger to the, like there's a certain percentage the that thrill. are into it that are yeah. in for the thrill of the being illegal, which is dangerous because if you're doing heroin because you want to rebel against your mom or the cops or whatever right. you can get addicted real quick. Same with alcohol. <laughs> um, I think. Everything should be legal because like, I, I think I said this in the last, in the first drug episode, like if you're doing too much of something, I think someone should be like, Hey, I noticed this. Do you feel like you're okay? Do you need help? What's going on? 
Right. Like, I think we should need to normalize things because that's the issue. Is it the stigma on it of being an alcoholic, being a drug addict, being, you know what I mean? Experimenting, even though all of our parents probably did with something, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if not everything. I know my parents did. I know my grandparents drank in the 60s, which was totally normal. You know what I mean? I know that when my employees are sick, I'll make them a hot toddy with whiskey in it because it has healing properties. Yeah. So it's like there is. This is this is that you got to you got to make a pros and cons list. Right. Right. (laughs) Like none of this is all bad. Duster, of course, all bad, except for makes me horny, which I like. But (laughs) (laughs) like. I uh, like with, you know, with the it's just like I just think things should be more transparent i'm all for transparency as you know yeah so that, that's it's why true I'm about it yeah but when it becomes legalized then what we have to pay tax on it is that going to make it more expensive well i think that's the thing because like i know people in like the places where it's legal that are like yeah okay it's legal now but i still want a diller because i don't want to pay taxes right but still i mean most people are going to dispensaries. Even they are still going to dispensaries, you know? They're just talking shit. Like, there is the ease of it where you're just like, whatever. Like, I would rather pay 20% of the price than sit with a weird ass. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I, lo- I love my current dealer. I saw him today. He's a great man. But um, I've had dealers in the past where I'm like, I'll do anything to get out of here. I'll do, right. I'll pay any price. And it's like, I would much rather just go to a dispensary. You know what I mean? I love going to the dispensaries. They're so nice in there. People are very friendly. Well, I told you that I found a uh, oxycotton on the floor the other day at the dispensary. <laughs> no, you're so dangerous. <laughs> I I okay. So I walked. I like went over to one over, got to buy like a shit ton of edibles. Uh, which what I, kind did you get? Now. <laughs> they're gone now. I, it wasn't even for me. I was doing an errand. Oh, um, okay, fine. But what I kind? Did, I, I don't know. It was so for someone in Wendover, I didn't even leave the state. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, Wait, are you doing DoorDash for weed? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I drive to so Wendover funny. every day to do DoorDash for weed. <laughs> um, but what was I saying? I forgot. I'm fucking sorry, bro. It's okay. I got high. You know I'm... Eating the second one, right? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you chewing. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I was. Oh, okay. We're talking about the pill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I go to the dispensary and then I see this pill on the floor, and I just like put my shoe over it. <laughs> oh my god, like, Bobby! And then I like drop a quarter. <laughs> This is some Hollywood shit. (laughs) Bend over, pick it up, just put it in my pocket, walk out. Then I'm like cleaning the dirt off of it, right? Oh my God, I have a problem. But anyways, I like Google, because like every pill has like a thing on it. And I Google and I'm like, it's this full-blown Oxycontin. And I was like, guess I'm doing this tomorrow. (laughs) Oh my God, Bobby. Have you ever done that before? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I used to um, see bottles of Oxycontin when I lived in, I was like, fuck, like 11. There was a gas station right down the road and I'd go in there and I was like, this, this medication is what's dangerous. But like, I remember seeing bottles of it on the shelves. Yeah. I mean, but it's very dangerous. Yeah. Um, but I was very thrilled to find it. Uh <laughs> 
okay i have a question i'll take a pain pill every now and then the point is is i don't feel like i have an addictive personality when it comes to that i will never seek out pills and i only ever just swallow them i never like snort them or smoke them which people do which i don't like so like i mean yeah i'll take it i don't care i like being high i don't care there's a david bowie song i'd rather be high and yes i would rather be high (laughs) is oxycontin an opiate i don't know i think it's narcotic no, it's oh. an opiate. It's got to be an opiate for sure. It's an opiate. I don't know. See, like, I, this is how much I don't care about pills. Like, this is why I don't have a problem. Right. But like, if someone's like, "Hey, I got this Laura tab. You want it?" I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> it's an opiate narcotic. Oh, so it's <laughs> it <says> both. It's <laughs> we know so much about drugs. This is why we have a podcast about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely. We should have paid more attention to it. No, but like that's the thing. They're at the dispensary to pick because they obviously have chronic pain, right? Right. And I'm very happy that they're getting weed and they lost one oxycotton pill because like I'm not gonna get hooked off one oxy, but like they could with their pills. I'm glad they're doing weed instead. I think that's better. Yeah. Yes. Because like my dad has MS. Um and he was a stoner. I mean, he had a drug problem, but he was a stoner first, right? Right. <laughs> um, but that's another thing, too, how people say that weed's a gateway drug. You don't know a meth dealer first off. You know a weed dealer first. Right. And then you go, and then you go, and then you go. But anyways, um, my dad... That's my goal is, like, I'm not doing any more drugs, guys. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not super interested in doing any more than I've already done. Like, I'm just like, okay. And I, it was in my 20s, too, and I'm like, I'm older now, and I'm just kind of like, <laughs> meh. You're pretty much a grandma in in Mormondom, so. <laughs> well, I do crochet regularly, so whatever. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. It's fine. I love it. Um, I was freezing, and I had my crocheted blanket last night, and it was so great. I love being cold. I love not being sweaty. I love oh the rain. I love the thunder, the lightning. The fall is the best. I was driving down 13th South or 13th East today, and there the trees were turning. Oh my god! I'm so excited. Anyway. I love um, fall. Fucking fall is the best. I love fall too. Uh, what were they saying? I forget. I don't remember. I don't know I'm either. Just here to derail the conversation. Yeah, I mean you're doing a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> don't do drugs. Don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite drug? Weed, right? Uh, no, I'm gonna Ketamine? say. Well, here's the here's the complication. Weed, I feel like, is not addictive. And it's easily accessible to me. It doesn't cost me as much as ketamine. I think it's not addictive, but I do think it's habit-forming like anything. You know? Sure. Like, who isn't going to want to be happy all the time? Like, let's be real. Well, and we've discussed how I feel like maybe it's replaced my religion. Oh, maybe we haven't talked about this yet. We, we have. With Brooke. Uh, yeah. No, we yeah. talked about it with Brooke, so. Um, right. That, that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. <laughs> oh. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a, a weed habit, but I don't right. think I'm addicted to it. Like, right. It definitely helps. Like, and like, it's funny too because before I started smoking weed, I had headaches all the time. So when I stop smoking weed, I get my headache back. Uh huh. You know what I mean? So it's like people are like, "Oh, you're just going through withdrawal." And I'm like, "No, no." <laughs> I one time had a headache for 180 days straight. Oh my god, Bobby. And that's brain spots. I don't know what it is. <laughs> See. And so weed is like so it helps me accessible. Yeah. Whereas ketamine, I have to go to a clinic. I have to wipe out all of my day. Like I have to block out clients so they don't come. Like I'm losing money on it. And I know that people have been addicted right? to. Yeah. People get addicted to it. They need more. They like, they like shove it up their buttholes. You know what I mean? Like 
is pretty. I mean, that's just it's just because it's such a huge pill because it's a horse tranquilizer. This is old school shit, right? I don't know. People use nasal spray up their butts. <laughs> One time, I um, stuck a tampon soaked with vodka up my vagina. Okay, <laughs> I'm so glad you're saying this. I've <laughs> always wanted to know. No, you're supposed doesn't to that your- burn like hell? Yeah, of course. You're supposed to stick it up your butt, but like, I mean, I have Crohn's disease, and like, I have a very small butthole, so like, it, I was, just, I was like, it's out of the question. <laughs> Sorry, guys, TMI. I guess I don't care. Whatever. If we're, we're, I think we're past that at this point. Fuck off. If you've made it this far, <laughs> you've earned it. Right. And then, um, I had, I have ulcer. Like, I've had extreme ulcer disease, which also, again, weeds totally helped with that. Right. Um, it helps with the pain. It helps, you know, it's just, it's just like, and like my stress, it takes my stress way down, which I know that's a factor. Um, and I was with all the Josies and they were all drinking and I was like, I want to drink so bad, but my stomach just kills. And they're like, we'll do the tampon thing. And they're like, but you gotta do it up your butt. And I was like, I'm going to try it up my vagina. Nothing happened. It was just a burning waste of time. It was just preparing me for surgery. It was very <laughs> sterile down there. Was oh my fucking god, sterile. Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but whatever. We gave her hell. Uh, <laughs> we oh, tried whatever. it out. <laughs> Thank you it, for clearing up every question I had about that. It does have to go up your butthole, though. It has to go right up your butt. And I just, I'm just imagining how much, how much that must hurt. I feel like it would hurt worse than your vag. I feel. Absolutely. That because is like, an exit. I mean, I'm not getting into that. People can do whatever the fuck they want. And it's, <laughs> do what you it's want. 100% great. I've had great anal sex, but I think it's, out, again, Crohn's disease. I think it's out of the question from here on out. <laughs> exactly. That's why I need to marry an older man. <laughs> Who hasn't, by the way, he gets has, it. Not, has not responded. He hasn't? Well, how long does it take for the Pony Express to get to Oklahoma? <laughs> uh, it's been It's been over a week. And Caitlin was also like, fuck that guy. And she's like, wait, I need to listen more to this podcast. And I, she's like, maybe I need to get you uh, hear the stories from you, not from your podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, he hasn't hit me up, so fuck him. But like, he should. So also, you put your phone number in there, right? Yeah. Okay, so then he should text you. He's not writing you a horse-drawn letter back. I think that might be, it would be fun if he did. I'd like that. Oh, but it would, cute I little pen like, pals. I've been yeah. thinking about getting off social media and just like start pen paling everybody. I write people letters all the time. <laughs> I think like at 87, I'm 87 years old. No, I want to bring back like the nineties anticipation of mail. I think that's such a fucking rad. We need to bring that back. I, I mean, I, okay, cool. I'm into it. Um, I, I'm already there, but uh, I <laughs> <laughs> forgot what I was fucking saying. I'm Again, so Jesus. fucking no, sorry. It's, par- it's partially my fault. I, I haven't, taken my focus drugs i've only taken my chill drugs today, <laughs> so. um but no he hasn't hit me back and i okay no that's what i was gonna say is it annoying and i want people to add us at this because i want i really seriously want to know if he was hitting on just me if he that's fine i'm into it but if he acts that way with everyone that make that creeps me out yes is that okay is that fair that's very fair or is that like too like no, uh, you know, no rat. Oh, no fury like a woman sc- scorned. Is that what that is? Like, no, I think I that's a myself? very no. I think that's a very <laughs> big red flag that he's kind of a creep. Because it's like if you're telling, if you're following every every time you go to a hotel, yes. if you're following a the server, one gal there, yep. Like because and you're following her 
she can't escape you because you have full security. Yep. And you're telling her that you're like the view and stuff. Oh my God, Bobby, this could be totally turned into a horror movie. Well, I mean, but like it was, I like I had a good time. Like if, but he, he needs to hit me up. Right. Or else I'm like, oh shit. He's like that with everyone. And that's creepy. Yeah. Gross. Don't want that. Yeah. But also, I don't want to be like, ah, oh, I'm just burned. Yeah, whatever. You're going to, like, change your phone number anyway in, like, six months. I keep threatening, too. I've been threatening for a year, and I haven't done it yet. So, because <laughs> I'm, I'm over like, all that. No, don't do that. <laughs> I, I, have like, to, I have to text uh, you to your old number for six more years. <laughs> You're like, why isn't Bobby responding to me anymore? <laughs> I thought we had a podcast. <laughs> We're suddenly only communicating via email. <laughs> And I'm like not connecting the dots because I'm always high. <laughs> <laughs> and the Xanax is burning holes in my brain. Oh my God, Bobby. <laughs> well, okay, let's talk about that because like Xanax. Uh, yeah. I Actual Xan- like legal drugs. I prescribed. love Xanax. Xanax is so great for my anxiety. However, very habit forming. And my doctor was like, literally will burn holes in your brain. So we need to get you off that eventually. Yeah. I've been on it for like, what, a year and a half and she's like, she's like, you can stay on it for like, you know, like two more years. She's like, but don't get dependent on it. She's like, don't rely on this forever. Like figure right. it out because it will literally do physical damage to your brain. Yeah. Like my mom has had been on lithium for bipolar, I think. Uh-huh. Is that um, since she was like 16 and that has rotted away her teeth like she's on meth. Oh, so what's the benefit there? Well, and that's a question, too, like with the depression pills where I was like, OK, at least with weed, like it's an immediate. Yeah. Which has its pros and cons, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like because I when I was first smoking weed, I was I would make it a point to like go for a cruise and really work through things that were bothering yeah. me. Yeah. Because I was tired of being trapped in a box, you know? Yeah. And I still do that with weed. I, I mean, weed's really good Absolutely. to be reflective. I always give myself a patriarchal blessing when I'm on weed. <laughs> and I write it down. Like, all the, all of the inspiration the universe has for me. I'm always like, Kendra, Barney. And then I just, like, receive the me- message. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, I'm fucking... Okay. No, I I'm love it. I love up. it. Um, I don't remember what I was saying, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about when you get on weed, you go for a drive, you make a purpose of it. Yeah, I try to make a purpose of it. I mean, I don't always do that, obviously. But, like, I feel like at least, you know, I was trying. But, like, again, since we don't have the da- the data or the data or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. I it's hard to say what the long-term effects will be. THC does get trapped in your fat. Um, Which, I don't yeah. know exactly what that means. Like, because <laughs> when I got rolled, I had to go to those fucking drug classes, those group therapy classes that were for good for fucking nothing. Right. And um, just expensive. Uh, <laughs> right. I love the re- rehabilitation process in this country. It's so great. <laughs> um, but I, I forgot what I was saying again. God damn weed. <laughs> the release of fat. Uh, it's fat stored. Oh, yeah. He was saying like, oh, he's like, well, you know, because I was like, I smoke it for depression. You know, like yeah. the few times that I did talk, I was like, I smoke it for depression. He's like, well, we don't know, like, the long-term effects. And I'm like, well, do you know the long-term effects of fucking Paxil? Like, they're not good. The long-term effects of Zoloft are bad. The long-term effect of Xanax are bad. I, again, love Xanax. Don't know how I'll ever be able to work in the restaurant industry without it. But I am determined to get off of it. 
because of what the my what my doctor forewarned me about. She's like, "Yo, yeah. dude, just so yeah. you know." <laughs> and how <laughs> like, many fucking centuries have people been smoking weed? Right, it's a plant, like you know. And like, I, I think there's definitely side effects. You can smoke yourself stupid. Yes, yes. You can choose not to grow. Yes. But that's kind of on you. It's not on the drug, in my opinion. So fuck off. <laughs> what about Adderall? Do you like Adderall? Because I fucking hate it. Like, I need to get off of it. I have been on it for two weeks. And I th- I am functioning like a neurotypical, which I'm very excited about. So, And I'm on a, such a fucking low dose. Like, it is a consistent extended release, um, lowest dose ever. But I'm actually <laughs> working on my class like multiple times a week instead right. of once a month when I'm panicking. So well, and I will say that yeah, when I I mean I like it too for that reason. It gives me like a it definitely like focuses me when I before I got like a prescription for it. We would take it on the holidays in the restaurant industry just because it makes you like a hummingbird. Like you're just mm-hmm. fucking hyper focused. You know exactly what you're doing. Yep. You're like high speed the whole time. Yeah. When other people do Adderall, I think like, are you there? Yeah. Okay. When other people do Adderall, I think they love it because they can just accomplish a very huge task. But for me, a consistent low dose helps me function like a normal person. I I wash my hair for the first time in a week because of that depressive episode that I wasn't on my drugs. And now I'm back on my drugs. Oh, yeah. I washed my hair. You know what I mean? (laughs) It, right. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just doing the I'm base level of all y'all. I'm with you. And like um, when I first started taking Adderall, I worked out like every day. I'd, I'd, I'd do like 10 miles on the elliptical every day. And like now I'm serving, so it's fine. Like I'm waiting tables. And I, I mean, like I can imagine doing it without it. Right. But right. like, <laughs> but that's everybody else's baseline. We need that. Right. But it's also like I feel like I for the pros and um, we're doing pros and cons. Like I these are the pros. The yeah. cons are headache, which I don't. Yes. Like headaches fuck fuck with me because i have these undiagnosed brain spots like my neurosurgeon was like i don't know what these are oh you're serious about brain spots (coughs) yeah i got um when i was in culinary school um i got like really sick like whenever i'd bend over i'd get deja vu Mm -hmm. which i don't know what the fuck that means right that's scary like who fucking knows and um I would, I had these, this was when I like started documenting my headache. I had it for over 180 days and I decided to start documenting it after like a month. Uh So it was probably like over 200 days. I had a headache (laughs) and I had extreme ulcer disease. I was obviously going through something psychological because I was away from home and realizing that it was bad. Uh And, um, I think my dad had just gotten diagnosed with MS so <clears throat> we went, when I came home, they did like an MRI and a CAT scan. And I have these shadows. I have three shadows on my brain, which are on the side that I always get the headache. Wow. They did the spinal tap. They poked me like over 80 times. <laughs> um, it was supposed to be. So this doctor was just a dick, but like. I got the spinal tap. They kept poking me. And then I was like, enough. Like, I was like, this is enough. And they're like, well, we're going to have to do it, like, through x-ray. And they kept trying to blame it on my weight. 
<laughs> yeah, fuck that. Of course I did. For another time. But um, after you get a spinal tap, you're supposed to lay flat for 24 hours. They had me set up straight for an EKG <sighs> for an hour. And then I was driving to the downtown Marriott in Salt Lake. And I opened up my door and just started throwing up. Projectile vomiting. <laughs> and I was it was supposed to be a 24-hour thing. The next day, I couldn't stand up without throwing up. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't. We went into the doctor, and I was just, every time he had me set up, I'd throw up immediately. It's it's a shock thing. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I was in so much pain. And um, he was like, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? And I'm like, pain pills, muscle relaxers, now. Yeah. And because my mom has this reaction because of my dad, <laughs> she thinks everyone's an addict. So she withheld those pills from me. <sighs> and I was literally laying on the floor cr- sobbing. Oh, my God. Because I got I got the spinal tap on Monday. I laid low on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, I was screaming on the floor. Please, please, mom, give me my pills. Give me my pills. Because I like my back hurts so bad. I'm already, I'm having pain from it right now. Like I'm feeling the trauma. (laughs) How old were you? uh, 19. Oh my God. And, um, she called an ambulance and they took me up to LDS and, um, I had to get a blood patch because of the, like they take blood out of your hand, like out of your body and put it over to like start the scabbing process from the spinal tap Mm -hmm. because they could see that I was leaking spinal fluid. (laughs) Oh my God. Went back. Laid low Thursday, felt a little bit better, but I was so ready to just get the fuck out of there that I was like, whatever happens, mom, let's just go on Friday. Let's just get through this fucking thing and let's go home. (laughs) And I couldn't get through the appointment. I started just projectile vomiting and they're like, let's go do an MRI because I was like, my back hurts so bad. Let's go do an MRI. They did an MRI on my back and it was filled with spinal fluid. (sighs) Oh, my God. And he goes, rush her to the hospital. And I was screaming. I mean, I feel bad for my mom because that would be so tra- traumatizing for her. Yeah. Her, little, her baby girl, just like I was 19. Yeah. And I'm, I'm tough. You know me. I'm tough. Yes. Screaming. Because they're trying to figure out what this is. They're trying to see if I had MS. I didn't. Um, <laughs> but they had to run all these fluids through me just to flush out the like my whole entire back was filled with spinal fluid they're like the poison you could have the poisoning you could have got from that oh insanity i had to get another blood patch they gave me like 10 cc's of caffeine and i fell asleep that's how much a pain i was in oh my god because like that that makes a hyper like it makes it go mm-hmm. fast but mm-hmm. it was just like ugh, i'm having like pain in my back right now but um I had thrown up all down the front of myself at that time. And my mom, I was like, mom, would you run back to the hotel and grab me some more PJs? And I didn't see her for two days. <laughs> she what? She just left you? She left me at the hospital because she needed to decompress. Oh, yeah. But I was Scary. like, that's fine. Decompress. But also, can I not be in puke covered pajamas for my yeah. whole hospital stay, please? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I have brain spots. Headaches is part that's of right. the thing. Yeah. So is it triggering for you to get headaches on Adderall or yeah it is it's triggering I don't like I don't like getting headaches yeah because it's like I don't know what this is I'm pretty sure like my grandma died of an aneurysm so that's so scary yeah and my dad has MS so there's gonna be some I'm sure there's something and I dream a lot so I'm gonna get Alzheimer's yeah there's something there yeah and I've also been hitting the head a timer too so you've got the you've got the 
the what what is the fuck you've got the rap sheet for things happening to you (laughs) do you know what i mean yeah you've got the list well and so like i got the anxiety there right so like the weed helps i mean it helps with the headaches it helps with anxiety i love weed i don't know where we were at because i got um we're (laughs) we are at adderall negative things that i do not like is that my head feels like it always needs to be smashed like i really wish that a giant could just you know the mountain from game of thrones so just crush like my headache, skull right that's a headache <laughs> that's not a headache to me it doesn't hurt inside my brain it hurts like in my skin well that's interesting because um the skin on my skull falls asleep really which and like i can't wear bobby pins for too long or else my head hurts wow i can't i can't do that either i can't wear headbands either no, like 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 my my skin goes numb I don't know what the fuck it is. It's very strange. So I know what you mean. And I think that's what I'm talking about with my headaches too. It's that kind of headache where you're like, it's like not your, yeah, I I know what you mean. What I do to cure it is I take a big fat book and I like roll it all over my skull. Interesting. Yeah. Cause it feels like, it feels like my head is so tight that it's crushing the bone, like the muscles in the skin. Again, peppermint. So Peppermint's my cure. I like to have peppermint shampoo. <laughs> I also do not like that my feet are now suddenly cold. I have poor circulation in my feet. Oh, we'll move around. Shake the shake it off. I've never um, had that problem before. I feel and like now both, on Adderall, I do. I feel like with Adderall, too, is we both get, like, super snippy. Do, do you mm-hmm. feel that way? Yeah, I feel like I get It's not like, so much snippy, but we're just, like, following the conversation so well that we're so shocked that we're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. I'm getting yep. it. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm yeah. actually following this conversation. It's so nice. <laughs> like we, but it comes make... off really bishy. bitchy. We we did an off-air pact where we're like no more Adderall on on, <laughs> on air. Like we can't. And now it's the opposite problem. We cannot stay like, on fuck, task. I can't stay on task. <laughs> but people mean like I live for that, so I don't care. Oh fuck! They can listen to this or they can skip it to the next one. So many people are skipping our episodes and going right to the religious ones, and I <laughs> I think I it says that. a lot about our demographic. Well, I'm fine with it. They want to, I mean, like, and I'm so excited to have Tanner and Bishop Bagley on just so they can, I just want to, like, I mean, I don't think we're going to get too deep on the topics with them, but. um, Yeah. The Mormons on this podcast are going to be so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. But, like, I do want to, just heads up, boys, I do want to, because I think they both have daughters. I'm interested on their thoughts about raising their daughters Mormon. They have to, they have to have those answers. Like, you can't. Like, they're going to. Well, I mean, even if they're like, I haven't thought about it, I just want to know if they have or not. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, it, you can't hide the fact that there's... I would ask the same question of a Catholic. How do you feel about sending your boys yep. to church? To be <laughs> in the deaconry. Know? Yeah. Yeah. The deaconry. Like, <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying every bishop's bad. Again, right. we are all rooting for Brayden. We think he's right. going to be great. I liked my bishops. You know, I mean, they... Uh, <laughs> Like right. Story is so fucking funny. By the way, my my own father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> my father-in-law was a really great bishop. Like he's not the creepy one, right? Right, but, but there there are, are there are these reports. Like they're undeniable. They're there. So I I'm interested to hear what they think about it. But hmm. same side tangent again. Weed. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you felt like the last forty minutes have been two hours? Uh, no, actually, Lisa and uh, Dane just got home, and I was surprised they were home already. But I was like, oh, it's already later. Yeah. Oh, interesting. 
I don't know. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I'm usually asleep by now. <laughs> you were asking our favorite drug. Yeah, I was going to say probably just ketamine because it lasts a long time and insurance covers part of my treatment. <laughs> and um, it was it was so monumental to have like if my kid was crying it wasn't triggering me and my inner child with my right. inner child's met in unmet mm-hmm. needs it was actually bringing me present to i'm the comforter of this child right. and i don't need to comfort her out of spite because i wasn't taken care of you know what i mean it right. just gave me so much peace and like and then the suicide ideation ceased yeah i know i mean like that was what was so hard with me when I had to go without when I got rolled was because my brother was like, what the hell? Like what's, I mean, he didn't say hell cause he doesn't curse around me, which mm-hmm. is weird. But um, <laughs> He was like, I don't like, he's like, I don't get it. Like, please help me understand. And I was like, I just get in this like spiral and like seriously smoking a little weed or, you know, whatever it helps. Yes. Like it helps. It's like an instant. It's instant. It's instant. But since ketamine, I haven't had to use weed for suicide ideation. I use it for like back pain or sleeping problems or, you know, How is my your back doctors. pain going, by the way? What do you think that's about? Um, I did see my spine doctor today and she says I have um, inflammation on the joints of my femurs. Did she prescribe you something? Yeah, she's going to put in a cortisone shot into there to like decrease the inflammation. So yeah, back on the exercise. I had this really interesting conversation with um, a guest the other day. And I don't know if I told you about this, but I'm going to tell you about it again. Uh, she was like this middle-aged Asian woman and it was like 530 in the morning. <laughs> and she came up to me and she's just like, yeah, I'm from DC. So I'm like two hours early. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, totally. I'm like, I'm here at 530. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm like, what, you know, like, what are you for some reason? I was like, what are you here for? And she's like, um, she's like, I lost both my parents this year. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> and, uh, Christ. And she's like, so she's like, I brought my two kids and we've never been here before. And we just she's like, I'm just looking for a lethargic experience. And mm. I was like, well, well, look, bitch, go down to Bryce Canyon and sit out on the on the ledge at night. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, hit her up. But she um, she and I had, like, a cool co- – it was a very cool interaction. And I know it's COVID time, so we shouldn't have – I was masked up, but, like, I hugged her, like, four times. I was like, I yeah. love you. So, like, I'm yeah. like, I just love you. Like, I <laughs> felt like she needed that. and she, Genuine like, human connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably she, like, lethargic for her. <laughs> well, and she, like, cried while I, like, held her. Oh it was very – it was a very interesting like, – I mean, I've had these – moments before with other people like strangers but like i just i love that but it was also interesting too because she said um this is way off topic by the way but i want to just no i'm here (laughs) yeah she um because she was like do you listen to armchair expert because she's like you remind me of him and i'm like with dak shepherd i'm like that's so so great i'm like that was so nice i'm like that's such a nice like compliment i'm like i also have a podcast she's like shut up and i was like yeah it's about like being raised mormon in a small town and she was like, was it hard being a woman, being raised Mormon? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I feel like the women perpetuated it to make it yeah. harder. Yeah. 
and she goes as an asian she's like same she feels it yep she's like absolutely same and puts she's like because she was like at first she was like the women have a heart. She's like, I have a heart as an Asian woman too. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've mm-hmm. heard about that stereotype. And I'm like, do you feel like the women perpetuate it? She's like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But she was telling me like with her parents' death, her, um, her brother got in a car wreck, um, when he was younger and lost some brain function. And in Asian culture, the men are the gods, you know, just mm-hmm. like in our culture. <laughs> and, <laughs> She's like, and she's like, I've done all this stuff with my life and it's still not good enough because I'm not a man. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and their little prince lost brain function. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was just interesting how much people feel like how much uh, uh, women too, women, especially how it's never enough. It seems like it's never enough. Yeah. And if it's, uh, or it's too much. You know, but yeah, she said that her brother and her were struggling with like the money thing. She's like, I just don't understand where he's coming from. She's like, I think it's his wife. It's a whole thing. But the point is, is we're all kind of <laughs> we're struggling. We're yeah. struggling. And then with this whole Afghan, Afghanistan. Oh my thing, god, so many things are happening, and I'm tapped into so many things emotionally that mm-hmm. that is part of the reason why I was so depressed last week too. It's just like I'm in it. Well, w- one thing that was interesting too, I mean, same work work experience. Like, I love and hate my job so much. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a polar opposite on both things. But I was talking to one of my coworkers, and I thought she was just like a Mexican girl. And she's like, when the war first started twenty years ago, she's like, I was a refugee. She's like, I'm I'm from Afghanistan. And I was like, Whoa, really? And I'm like, How do you feel? And she's like, I feel like it was inevitable. She's, she said, you know, she, I told you what she said. She was like, she was just, she was like cool about it. I think she was kind of like making, she wanted to fill me out before she kind of like mm. made her whole statement. But like, she's such a cool girl. And like, I saw that Utah actually just to give props to the state are going to be yeah. accepting a lot of refugees. I think that's great. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that either. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Just to let it out. It's just like, um, what I wanted to say is that like, Ketamine and weed have helped me feel so much more grounded and mm-hmm. like, okay. So those patriarchal blessings that I give myself, um, this is one of them. I wanted to read it to you. This is, a, I'm not going to like make this the whole podcast. Um, you know, that movie supernova that came out last year with Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth. Uh, uh-uh. uh, Oh my God, it's so fucking great. It is such a good movie. It made me cry. Part of it, um, he talks about Stanley Tucci's Stanley character. Stanley Tucci's great, is, by the way. Yes. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> another weird old man crush we have together. Oh yeah, 100%. J.K. And Simmons like, and Stanley Tucci. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I waited on a guy yesterday and I was like, you kind of got some J.K. Simmons vibes. He's like, I have no idea who that is. I'm like, look it up. It's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Stanley Tucci's character, he talks about how when stars explode, a li- like an atom stays behind, but then like all of these other atoms are just flung out into the universe. And part of who we are is a collision, a specific collision of so many supernovas. And I thought that that was like, I don't know if that's going to make sense to listeners that are not on weed, but... um. I felt like that was 
so much of my essence that I am like this energy that's here right now. It was a very grounding thought. And also like, I'm not going to take this existence for granted right now. Right. Like live for today. Yeah. Shana, na, 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 live for today. I just think like we're energy. We recycle. Mm-hmm. My, that's another way that I feel like families can be together forever is because if each of us disperses just like that after we die like stars, then energy will come back into our lives again, that same energy. So in a way, I feel like that's how we are kind of together forever. Yeah, but I also like the idea of things not being predetermined, you know? Like, because I yeah. feel like with our, like, druggy space age or whatever, we're like, because, like, with my energy thing, I'm like, I feel more independent than though we can be together forever someday. Yeah, and no, I mean, like, I'm like not staying. Locked in. <laughs> I'm not staying with the toxic energy that has been part of my life, you right. know? Like, we're going <laughs> right. to find our families, like, yeah it's the club <laughs> i'm so sorry it's okay <laughs> this is advice for listeners who aren't getting a proper drug education um my thing is just to do your research like that includes googling and asking people who have done it before they're usually like drug druggies are more than you happy to give you info and how to best do the drug and they can give you insight on their life and how much they use and like if you can look at that person and be like i don't really want to be like that then like you can like not do as much (laughs) (laughs) yes but i remember um stop looking listen (laughs) yeah i got uh acid from like a not desirable human being once who i worked with but he was like yeah i do this every day and i'm like okay so only do it once (laughs) (laughs) definitely because that guy was going through something, bless his heart. Um, <laughs> but he was definitely not who I wanted to be. <laughs> but I think everyone like is super open to like if someone's done it before or if someone's selling it to you, they'll let you know how to like do properly it. do it. But you should definitely do your research. So just don't be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. That's yes, yeah, Spence. Don't take a whole gummy. He melted into the shower. It was really hard to get him out of it. Oh, melting. I love to melt. (laughs) Yeah, but he did it when it was just like, hello, we still have chips. Hello, there's chips. I bet he (laughs) ate those chips when he came out of the shower eventually. He was like, this is the fucking life. Is this heaven? I have my hot wife. I have good (laughs) chips. We've had great sex. (laughs) We're naked on this bed together. (laughs) watching cartoons um when i for my birthday dude i straight up did a thc drink smoked a joint had a couple drinks and then just laid there in the (laughs) sun for like hours it was so good i was melting that sounds incredible it was so good i was in a pool not just like out there i was in a pool right (laughs) um do you have any other advice reiterating which drugs to never do just meth and heroin man don't do those don't do do not don't do those like but it's a little bit scary like yeah it's scary try not to put anything in your veins yeah also you get hooked on like one of my favorite comedians she got hooked on meth because they substituted meth for cocaine as part of her like payment her comedy payment 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, like, again, I've done cocaine a few times, so I'm sure that at some point I've definitely, like, snorted meth because they cut it. They usually cut coke. It's very rare that you get pure cocaine. They either cut it with baby powder, um, laxative, or, like, shittier drug. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, be aware of that when you're doing it. And that is scary. Like, that's way scary that she was, I mean, but it's also scary that we're paying people in cocaine. <laughs> right. <laughs> the whole thing is like, what the hell did I just read? Right. And, like, I knew, I know someone who's... Um, sister gave her mom meth and her coffee every day until she got hooked <gasps> what yeah just don't fucking do meth obviously this woman didn't have a chance uh, you know but try to avoid meth heads too just they're th- they have weird ideas and it's not good <laughs> i've met a lot of people who have done meth that i love but i've never met, met a meth head that i liked so i can't i mean if you want me to like you don't do meth Right. <laughs> just don't do meth also did you say heroin heroin's yeah man heroin is you know what i've told the story where it was like first one's free because it's so addictive yeah it's so addictive just just please avoid it seriously like seriously please avoid it and also if you find your doctors prescribing you like heavy duty pain pills Mm-hmm. be aware like just fucking be aware of this shit yeah because people this is the whole happy valley conundrum is that people are just mm-hmm. all up on pills yeah like y- like you- mormon people i know that it's nice to trust your doctor but you do have to take some of the responsibility and research what you're taking and understand what you're doing because like you are consuming this thing every day and you know i think <laughs> The problem with the state and, you know, Jenica, thank you for saying that I shouldn't have called Mormons dumb animals. Let me reiterate. Let me explain. It's Mm -hmm. that we're all so naive here. We're all so trusting. We all think, I think the doctors, when they write out the prescription, they think, oh, this is my neighbor. They're they're not going to get addicted. This doesn't happen here. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of this shit doesn't happen here. It's just naive. Constantly happening here. (laughs) And we're hiding it. And people are getting major drug problems and then they're getting cut off and then they're going to street drugs this is an issue this is a huge issue in this state this is a huge issue across the country yeah but like especially in this state so just if you're going to take something whether it's street pharmacist or regular pharmacist do your fucking research yeah like that's on you do your research The next thing that says is why is it important to be open with your doctor and try not to self-medicate? Well, I think with this is, um, I think I relied on weed for too long, weed and alcohol, and I got to a very dark place. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. To the point where I wasn't, obviously I couldn't afford a doctor, so I wasn't just talking to a doctor, but I... I had to go off the weed and I knew that I needed something. And instead of being like, okay, I'm going to put my health first and hurry and go to a doctor. I just drank instead and maybe took a pain pill here and there or whatever. So that's not good. (laughs) Um, But why it's really, really, really important to be open with your doctor is because there's pills out there that can react so adversely to the shit, the street drugs that you're doing, mm-hmm. you can die so quick. Mm-hmm. That's and scary. E- and even if it's just like, oh, I take a pain pill here and there. 
okay, if you're going to take a pain pill, Google the pain pill I'm going to take, like whatever, it doesn't matter. (laughs) The recreational pain pill you're going to take mixed with the pills that you're prescribed because you can die real quick. Is there a website that you can like, is it all in one? Just Google. You can just Google it. Like you can just. That's a resource that needs to be had. Right. Like, um, I like, I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I've taken, I I don't, I've taken pain pills recreationally. So if I, if someone hands me a Laura tab or whatever, I'm going to Google Laura tab mixed with, like if someone handed me Laura tab today, Laura tab mixed with Paxil reaction and read that Laura tab mixed with Adderall reaction and read up on that Laura tab mixed with Xanax reaction. Read up on that. I mean, I don't need to do that now because I've done it before, <laughs> but right. I'm saying like, if you're going to put something in your goddamn body and you want to live to see tomorrow, this is what the reality is. This is what the scare, the scared straight thing is. You need to be responsible. If you're going to take a pain pill and also drink and you're not used to that shit, you might not wake up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You might fall asleep on your back and choke to death on your puke very yeah. easily. So when you are doing these things, do it fucking responsibly, you know, have someone there who's, you know, if this is your first go or whatever, if you're feeling uneasy, don't go too hard, know your boundaries or be comfortable with the idea that you might not wake up tomorrow. Right. And that's really embarrassing to die of a drug overdose. I'm sorry, but it is. That's a little harsh, Gretch. That was a little harsh. (laughs) That's always my fear. Like when I go too hard with the drugs, I'm like, if I die of like of a drug overdose, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Like I just, that's just my personal feeling. Like if I died of a drug overdose, I'd be so fucking embarrassed. Or like if I drank too much and like choked on my own puke, so embarrassed. Yeah, but you'd be dead, Bobby. You wouldn't be embarrassed at all. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, if families could be you're together telling forever. Us, you're telling us <laughs> that uh, your energy would be embarrassed and that consequently we all should be embarrassed for you. No, I'm just saying that's an embarrassing way to die in my humble, not so humble opinion. You know what I would think be the most embarrassing way to die is probably like doing something you're not supposed to do with your orifices and watching a church movie or something. That'd be really embarrassing. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so we have different points of view on this. Like, doesn't El- is Elvis embarrassed that he died on a toilet or whatever? Elvis had a serious drug problem problem when he died. So, yeah, he should be embarrassed, I feel. But was he embarrassed that he was on the toilet? I don't know. I wasn't there for his final moments. But I'm sure if Elvis read a newspaper article, like if he became alive today and was someone was like, or if he was like, if you went back in time, you were like, hey, dude, check this out. You died. This is how you died. He'd be like, that's embarrassing. You know what I mean? And he would be scared straight. He would never go. Yeah, he would be. This is the scared straight moment. You're right. Or he'd be like, that's fucking the king of rock and roll right there, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You don't know how people are going to react. You know who I was trying to think of when you were talking about Marilyn Manson? I finally fucking figured it out. Okay, because you said pink. Like, I was re- I was listening to that, and I'm like, who the fuck is she talking about? I was, I thought you were talking about Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, shut up! Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's a good man. I was listening to Black Sabbath earlier today, and it was amazing. Yeah, there's an Ozzy Osbourne on Trolls World Tour, so I love Ozzy Osbourne, especially <laughs> as a troll. Well, it's interesting because they talk about, we've talked about this a couple of times, um, music and um, like, because I mean, you've seen him. He's like a bumbling fool. Yeah. But when he gets on stage, he's completely clear. You know what I mean? He's, he, I went through a very serious Ozzy Osbourne phase in middle school. 
I want to hear about it. <laughs> well, we're going to bring up Senior Gublar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've told this story. Okay, so for reflections, the, the-, the theme was anything is possible. And I was very heavily into Ozzy Osbourne. I didn't give a fuck about anything at that point. I was like, had it with my life. And so <laughs> I was like, if anything is possible, then people would learn how to love and forget how to hate, which is crazy train lyrics. I won reflection really? that year. Yeah, I was <gasps> in the newspaper. <laughs> Wait, what grade were you winning? Seventh eighth or grade? eighth. Seventh or eighth. Yeah. I won in seventh grade reflections too. Were you in the Reaper? For poetry. Yeah, I was in the Reaper. Well, we were probably we were probably in the same Right next thing. to each other. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bobby, our story started there. Because <laughs> I remember. It's so funny. Because I was like, there's no, like, I was like, I'm going to get in trouble. I remember, because it must have been seventh grade. Because I didn't, Goobler didn't teach seventh grade. But I was like, oh, he's yeah. going to yell at me and I'm going to like it. So... <laughs> I remember being like, he's cool. He's going to get this as Ozzy. Like, he, someone's going to get it, and he's going to yell at me. He's going to make sure that he yells at me. Mm-hmm. And because, like, we were like buddies. Like, I love I loved Goobler. Um, obviously, it's very, like, yeah. I, obviously. It's I'm apparent. Gonna, like, I don't know. Like, I got a crush on him, but I also just think he's like a rad dude. I, um, I have the same reaction to my former dentist. Like, people are like, I think you're in love with him. And I'm like, I'm really not. I'm just obsessed. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he was like uh, my first, like, I like I'm not like oh my god infatuated with him now but I think I was back then just because I didn't yeah. get that I just like really liked him as a person you yeah know? or maybe I didn't maybe I don't know maybe I'd make out there but I don't know whatever <laughs> <laughs> oh senior senior Gublar um but uh that was our Ozzy Osbourne tangent is that you put him in reflections yeah, and I didn't get in trouble. And my mom, I remember coming home from school, and my mom was like, "Put curlers in your hair and get look look nice. We're gonna go to the dairy." And I was like, "Bitch, why <laughs> <laughs> do I need to look nice to go to the goddamn dairy?" This is very sus, mom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and I hated that shit. I was like, "Bitch, just tell me what's going on." <laughs> and so it spoiled my mood because I was pissed. Like I was pissed the whole time. I'm sure you can see it in the picture. Um, I'm gonna look for it. My grandma still has the clipping. I'm sure pull up the archives yeah the original yeah. Reaper archives that's so funny <laughs> i she pulled up to the school and i was like i don't want to be here like i don't care that i won and like it was like framed and shit and matted and my mom like hung it in the living room and i'm like this is she plagiarized was- like what she was so <laughs> proud of you no i don't know like what if everybody I- knew what you were doing and they were like I, this I is wonder, genius sometimes i wonder if they did know that and also they could see that I was going through something so they just like were trying to build me up this girl but needs the dairy yeah <laughs> no no no. I, we didn't go to the dairy we went to the middle school so I could accept the oh, oh I oh, think oh. we went to the dairy after I think I was like you better take me to the dairy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't trick me into this get curlers in your hair we're going to get ice cream I think I got a cherry slush with ice cream but um I yeah I think I was just annoyed the whole time because I was like this is like naughty like when I didn't give my best writing work, I was always pissed off. And I would always get, like, recognition for it. Some, like, not always sometimes, but I was just like, ugh. They stick out more than my successful writing moments. <laughs> because I'm a psycho. Anyways, um, final thoughts? Final thoughts. I sent you um, the picture that I, the art that I did when I was high the first time into your Instagram stories. I want you to see it. Your Instagram messages. 
That's awesome. I am also an artist that gets inspired when I'm high. So I just wanted to be like you and cool. You are. You are. You're cooler than me. You're cooler than I could ever be. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I, I love guess you. I love you. We say these things. Name Jesus Christ. Amen. Is This The Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.